Welcome to a very somber episode of Squawking Dead. I'm your host, David Cameo. I'm joined by our fellow mourners, CosmoMob09 and OG Squawking D, Carol G. Gonna try to contain our boisterous nature. I can't stop smiling though for some reason. It's really, <laughs> it's really, really bad. I'm a little bit in shock still, even have, after having watched this episode a couple times. On the bright side, it's, it's, it's an episode directed by Michael Cudlitz, who did like some really masterful episodes, uh, both this season, last season, all of which are kind of really ratcheted up in terms of, uh, scare factor. Like, you know, like kind of classic horror factor too. Like as you examine the scenes from this episode, you start to notice how every single scenario has like kind of like an element of horror, like between the way people say certain things, the way things are framed and paced and edited more than anything else. Sadiq has passed, which is really rough after everything he's really, been through. Really rough. Yeah. Yes. Angela Kang, you, you done broke the internet. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm going to be tuning in to Twitter like the last 10 minutes of the episode just to see like, I was yeah. like, okay, Twitter will explode in about five, four, three, three two. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. All of a sudden, <laughs> let's talk about Twitter for a second because uh -huh. what we were talking about earlier in the bonus content, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, bonus content refers to the kind of pre show, post show, during the editing. Basically, if you support us on uh, ko-fi.com slash squawking dead, which is, you know, just throw, throw us a coffee. And if you do, you get some of the behind the, behind the scenes footage. Um, we, we do a little like lean in recording and we, we do some outro recording and we share a couple things in between. Like every time there's a big edit, you know, you basically get the unedited footage. But a lot of people got spoiled. Um, even before AMC premiere aired too. Now people, really? some people, yeah, some people had their suspicions and others, other people had screeners and a lot no, of other people no. put two and two together and, you know, based on screen grabs. And, and basically the, there was like a concerted effort to kind of tell people like, I know something you don't know. And then like <laughs> it, it kind of, but did they really like, unless you saw a screener, everything else did. is just basically, yeah. I yeah. mean, like that's uncalled for, but everything else was just to me speculation because I had heard, murmurs of like oh well who is this Dante guy he like just popped in out of nowhere and I was like okay I get it I get it like I understand you know where you're coming from and all of that and, and I know people had their like well in the trailer who's Daryl punching like he's, he looks like it, like it would you know would be Dante and I'm like yeah. I sounds mean, like sounds like that's gonna come in the next episode because right. of the trailer mm -hmm. right the trailer must have covered everything between Ep, you know, episode one to episode eight. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I get it, but um, yeah, I don't know why people would. Uh, well, even, I was surprised. Actually, we had there suspicions. Were some people. We had suspicions about Dante. Yeah, like oh, you look yeah. at the mouth, and the mouth triggered Sadiq. Right. We said that already, but like mm -hmm. some people actually did have a screener, and th the thing is, is that. I saw it. I didn't see it. I mean, I heard it via like an at reply. And literally, literally, like you had all these other people that got screeners going, hey, listen, I know you saw the episode, but don't at reply me. The common talking heads when they get the screeners like two, three days in advance, like Sarah Beth Pollock, Sony Arena. So they get it. They kind of give us the mood of the next episode. You know, not really any details at all. But, um, but then like people will at reply her, like saying, I know this and I 
I know that. And like, it's like, dude, and they're like, literally, dude. And then they have to like, re, you know, quote, retweet or quote, tweet or something like that and go, hey, if you're going to do any, if you're going to spoil anything, in the, you know, don't at reply me. They're like, you know, just DM me if anything. And it's like, it's, and it got out of control because like, you, you have like a concerted effort of people like just, just nonstop muting and blocking and all that stuff. And it's kind of like, to the point where like, even I like, and I try not to like get too far into Twitter, but like, or Instagram, by the way, they're both equally bad in their own, in their own mm-hmm. way. And it's just a matter of like people just forgetting like standard protocol. Like just like if you have a spoiler, just fucking put it behind a cut. Like when it, when it comes to Instagram, you gotta just cut, put a couple of actual screens saying, Hey, next slide is like spoiler country. Um, and then like we've been trying to establish the whole hashtag to TWD, TWD spoilers on Twitter so that, you know, if people want to mute it out, they can mute it out and people won't stumble across it. Um, I even put like a, an Instagram story. If you catch it, we probably won't know by, by the time Tuesday airs, but, um, basically telling people how to mute that hashtag in their, you know, in their Twitter. And then also like how to approach people that, that post spoilers. I think there's just a weird thing where people need to figure out how to delineate between private and public. Like you mm-hmm. want it, you want to tell people, but you don't want to, but you don't want to tell people publicly. Do you know right. what I mean? Get yourself a circle of friends that you trust, like, or you can maybe just do a call to action and be like, hey, I saw the episode. I need to talk to somebody about it. Let's create a group chat. Yeah. Simple as that. But like, mm-hmm. then there's a, there's, there's a bunch of people who, and I guess I, the way I tried to frame this is, is like, at the end of the day, I think people that by and large, like 90% of the people are really just well-meaning people. They're like, I have this thing inside of me and it just needs to go somewhere. And, and I get it, but I mean, I saw the episode and I wanted to like, I was like, oh, exactly what I texted you guys, which was like, holy fucking shit. Uh, I have a lot to say, but I'm going to save it. I'm not going to, even though I have a lot to say. Yeah, but because- you and I are both 40. <laughs> Like, we're not 17-year-olds yeah. or 20-shit-year-olds. No, no, no. But again, like, well-meaning people like you and me, but like we... for And then you have to also consider another factor. And then I thought of this, and that's why I kind of framed it the way I framed it. We knew what life was like before the internet. You have a whole generation of kids who were born after 9-11. You're like, uh, was it 18, 19-year-olds? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. And the internet existed before that. But I'm just saying, just to kind of give you an idea of like, oh, shit, right. Ooh, wow. They don't know what a cassette is or VC VHS tape, <laughs> things like that. So like they're, they live in a world where everybody shares. And so I'm trying to dial it back on my end and be like, okay, everybody calm down, you know, right. <laughs> stop calling each other assholes because shaming never works. It doesn't work. When you sh- try to shame no. somebody, we, we live in that kind of era where, you know, we have somebody like that as president and it's kind of like, well, you're going to try to shame me. I'm going to put you on blast. And so that's that's what people do. They double down, you know. Yeah. And so you know, what? take a different tack. Just approach people like with kindness, and just be like, "Hey, listen, I know what you're trying to do. I would be excited just as much as you. Either get yourself like a, a close circle of friends to talk about this with, or just like do everybody a favor. Put it behind a hashtag on Twitter. Put it. Put a couple of uh, spoilers images before you post the spoiler that you, that you want to post, or like, and then like a couple of lines in the captions before you actually start. talking talking about it so that you know you're not pissing off a whole bunch of people i don't want to unfollow you i don't want to block you i don't want to mute you i don't want to have to do that you're a good guy you're a good person i don't want to have to do that if you keep doing it this way and i keep having to scroll past and be like the one day where i don't watch the episode before you you know and i get spoiled it's like well 
well, then I'm just going to have to do that full time because I, I can't trust myself around you. So, and that's really the core <laughs> of it. The whole reason why I'm bringing it up this time around is because it was probably the worst that I've ever seen it. And why you brought up how Twitter is going to blow up when we, when that actually airs publicly. I have a bad mm. feeling about how it's going to shake out and we're going to be in the chat as this airs talking about how flat that sentiment fell because people were probably giving it all away during the live tweets. That'd be interesting to see if that's the case. Yeah, I can I can totally see that happening. People just giving up the ghost like at the beginning of the show. But I again though, I still do feel that it's not enough for someone to say because if I were to read somebody say like, Hey, let me let you know Dante's a whisper and he kills Sadiq or whatever. I think it's a lot more than that. There's a lot more to it and it's not as cut and dry. Absolutely from I seeing agree. it. So I would hope that people would still walk away from this episode feeling like, man, I really need to talk about this because even if even people who were like went into it knowing maybe they walked away being like, yeah, Dante's like, can, but then walk away being like, well, hmm, like kind of like conflicted in a way and not quite clear right. on exactly what went down because it's not black it's and not white. Christi- it's definitely not black no. and white for, hun- for sure. And, no. and, and we'll definitely get into that. No, and you're right. The thing is, is it because I, I use the Titanic. Yeah, I, I used the Titanic reference earlier, like before we started the show, and it's like I, I used to say the same things about like when, in 1997 or 1998. I forget what it was. But, like when Titanic came out, like this movie's stupid. It's stupid. We know the Titanic sunk. <laughs> <laughs> what the shit? And then like I ate my words. I watched. I watched the movie, and I'm like, but it's so <laughs> beautiful. And like so, she like like it's it's. <laughs> How it, it's the story behind, the, like the story they chose to, to show as a backdrop to this thing happening. So like I ate my words and I enjoyed it and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know there's going to be this whole story behind it and how it affects that story. And this episode, like if even if you knew what was happening and now by now you definitely know what happened, it's in the how. It's, it's right. the things that happen throughout the episode. And then there's the whole other subplot of, you know, Daryl, the whisper in the, in the cage, which not a lot of people knew about. You know, not a lot of people are discussing. Yeah, I think that, that got overshadowed, even by the people who had screeners. Like, their sole For focus sure. was basically on the last 10 minutes or mm, five yeah. minutes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The emphasis of why it's so important to kind of... And this is, this is my stance. My stance is to approach people with kindness and understanding, like, even though it really sucks in the moment, and say, hey, listen... Uh, I don't want to have to unfollow you. I don't want to have to like be that guy or, you know, and I'm not going to publicly, publicly shame you. I'm not going to put you on blast. You know, that doesn't work. And I don't even think I feel those things about you. But if you're going to do something like this, just put some safeguards. You should know by now that like not everybody's watching the way you're watching. Not everybody's going to be able to comment the way you comment. And like all your followers, not all your followers are on the same page as you. So just do everybody a favor and just put some things behind cuts. I even went so far as to say like, okay, listen, if somebody's not listening to you, then just do yourself, do everybody a favor, put them on blast in the stories and just say, just do it with kindness and just say, look, this guy isn't putting things behind a cut. Do with that information as you will. I don't think they're a bad person. You know, it's just like, you know, if you run across a spoiler, I want to be able to avoid you having experienced the, the experience that I experienced, even knowing the fact that Sadiq dies or mm-hmm. dies, whatever Maybe. you guys believe. Right. I, I, yeah. Maybe. Right. That's a big thing. That is a huge yeah. thing that like when you see it, it's like, is this really happening? But now that I know about it, it's like, 
it's like trying to jump on a uh, an air mattress and finding out that it has it's only been half inflated. So your face hits the floor, and it's kind of <laughs> it's it's a really rude kind of awakening. It's like okay, you kind of know what's happening because you want to see it happen. Even though you don't want to see it happen. Right. Either of you spoiled? No. I purposely avoided reading anything. I mean, I had heard mumblings about like, you know, this episode, whatever. So I kind of tried to steer clear as much as possible. And then as soon as I got a chance today, I was like, okay, let me watch this now. And then, you know, I was like, all right, fine. I'll open myself up to what the internet is saying, you know. <laughs> but there were some places like that really were, you're right, that were really spoiling it. Like links that I didn't even think would like blow, right. by, blow by blow tell you what was going on. Like I saw this after the fact, after I saw the episode, I think it was like through like Newsweek of all places. And it really? was like, they they wow. basically cited the spoiling dead, basically Ugh. saying like, and they kind of went into a blow by blow of everything that went on. Right. It's awful. Did they even put like, like a uh, spoilers into episode, like kind of a paragraph yeah well not a paragraph i mean they had some sort of like you know spoiler alert but not really like a, a paragraph of like i think that it, i mean i would have to find the article but they did cite the spoiling dead as their resource and then they just kind of went right into it i mean it wasn't like some big paragraph disclaimer yeah it's probably a couple of sentences at most yeah a lot of people are like upset with the spoiling dead too i saw a post by somebody who I didn't even know who it was. I mean, I'm trying to remember if it was Cudlitz, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, like, somebody railed against the Spoiling Dead saying, like, uh, you know, why why would you, like, read the Spoiling Dead? You know, you're talking about a bunch of people who will take drones and try to, like, watch, yeah. you know, get aerial footage of, like, filming sites. Just, and it's, like, uh, yeah. Wow. And, and it fucks with the oh, crew. Yeah. It fucks oh, with yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember, like, you were even telling me, like, oh, they've had to, like, film fake scenes mm-hmm. to kind of throw off the Spoiling Dead, which is, like, they why did, people thought did Maggie died yeah, like, they seasons did that. ago. Mm-hmm. They did that with the with the lineup. They filmed basically like several characters, like Dying. basically, yeah, to basically throw you off. Mm-hmm. It's that the fact that we even have to do that is just insane. Yeah, I find it very interesting that Michael Cutlets directed this episode because, being that he has this history with Band of Brothers and all of that, and this is so heavily into post traumatic stress. And I don't know, like that end scene between Dante and Sadiq. I don't know. Like it also made me think of like. Like, you know, soldiers and, and what they've gone through. And I don't know if we can even assume it's true or not that Dante had this background in the, you know, Iraq war that he talked about. I mean, I want to believe it. I, I want to believe, I I, I, I believe that. Yeah, I, I want to believe that that is true. That to me kind of added to that end scene where, I don't know, it was almost like a mercy kill. Like he was almost like he was so kind of apologetic that he had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. He also, he also might have an idea of what's coming. So if he, like you said, if it was, if we're to consider it a mercy killing, then Dante is preventing Sadiq from seeing things get worse. Right. See, and that's kind of like how I wanted to go through this properly because throughout the whole backdrop, you have, yeah, you have, you have a whole idea of like, how do they know so much? I mean, how do they, how have they been able to keep tabs on everybody? And so the assumption one wouldn't be able to make is saying, oh, Dante's being able to report, but like, 
at the same time, you and me both spoke, Rachel, and we both said, like, how is that even possible? Yeah. He's either, like, sneaking, you know, getting a really great workout, sneaking out, climbing over <laughs> fences, going to the Whisper Territory, coming back, or he has help. Right. They have somebody right on the outside, and then they have guards posted mm-hmm. everywhere at, on the lookouts. I just can't see a world in which it, he do, either he doesn't have help with other people somehow. Other wh- whispers? Yeah, other whispers other on whisper, the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... And this is what I think. I think Dante defected. Defected. He defected. Okay, he's a, he defected from the whispers. Oh, yes. Yeah. I see. And that's, me, that's what I think. And I think that that's totally plausible because he, even the way he talked about their community and how you guys all come together. And we get semblance of that in this episode, the idea of Alpha's incredibly manipulative, but also like this idea of like being a traitor or, or which side are you on or or, you know, where do you really stand or where you want to be? Like, you know, I think that Dante very well could have defected from the whispers and sees himself like, no, I want to be here. Like, this is where I truly want to be. I'm not quick to write him off. The way that it all went down just doesn't make me feel that like, <laughs> this was my, my my ulterior plan was to infiltrate here and now I'm going to get you. Like, that was not how it came off. I wrote all of it down. Like I, I have four different lines that kind of just say leading up to that. So it starts off with Sadiq basically blaming himself for the water. You know, he still doesn't know who did it or he's he's even kind of assuming that like, okay, it just happened or somebody must have screwed up. Like he's not really seeing that somebody actually sabotaged the water. Now, this, it's something that he says to Sadiq about kind of trying to tell him like, look, when there's a problem, you know, you could completely blame yourself, but that's not really the way things work. You know, it takes yes. a, it takes a village, and everyone carries right. equal weight. Yes. And there, there's a couple times in this episode that you know Rosita obviously after Sadiq decides to take a dunk, um, Rosita kind of says something similar, and she says like, you know, it's it's all of us. It's up to all of us. Once we see somebody that's hurting, you know, we you know we all it's all it's all of our responsibility to kind of help and heal. Gabriel says something similar to this when. And it's just this tiniest little scene at just after the whispers got has been poisoned. Daryl like kind of disposes him, you know, dispatches him so he doesn't reanimate, right? Mm. Now he says, I'll take care of the mess. And Gabriel says something oh, very, yeah, very yeah, profound. Yeah. And he says, I'm, I'm going to stick around it because it's not just your mess to clean. Right. It's, it's like these little things that kind of remind you, wait, oh, wait, it takes a community. Yeah, we're all in this. You know, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, which is kind of like you would almost forget if you were kind of following, like, oh, because certain like romantic elements of like what we've been through with like carol and like you know we start getting nostalgic for like our survivors kind of trying to do things on their own and we've been seeing a lot of that lately but like this episode kind of hammers the point like just with a with a ball peen hammer saying oh no you fucked up you can't make decisions for all of us you know that sort of thing we'll get to that (laughs) just just you wait we'll get to that but um but that's the whole point so when we go back to the scene with Sadiq and Dante Dante is the one saying all this everyone carries equal weight which by the way made me think of like kind of Rick's dream like Rick Rick's dream was to get everybody together share the weight rebuild society together and so I just like a quick flash like back to that but back to the bridge and building the bridge and the, the saviors putting their brawn into it and then they disappear later um but like that whole idea that we didn't think was going to work none of us thought it was going to work it was like oh it's going to blow up in rick's face but here we are <laughs> and dante's here and and it's this weird i got this weird feeling that he really kind of drank the kool-aid like dante's like like 
this is more like it. I do think he was an Iraq veteran. I do think that he believes in the value of being part of a group. Now, he was pr- he was definitely part of the Whispers, for sure. I'm starting to think that. What do you guys think? Was he a part of the Whispers? Yeah. Do you think maybe even Sadiq remembered wrongly? I don't think so, right? I guess I not. I, I think he, I'm assuming he remembered correctly. I mean, the jury would have been out for me if it weren't for the TikTok thing, the, the click. That seems to be the, the common thread. He was there. You know, that's the trigger. He was a whisperer. But even so, like, it doesn't seem like he showed any signs of regression towards Sadiq, even after that recognition was, like, made, you know, because Sadiq was the one who eyed the knife first, from what I, from what I recall the when axe. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, was it the axe? I'm sorry. Yeah. But the next thing he kind of says is, you're my friend. I think, if, I think he sincerely meant it. I think so, too. I do, too. Which is very complicated. I'm so That's glad you guys are on the same page, because I thought you guys were going to think I was a nut job. No, no, no. I think no. it's far more complicated than... Just- I think my I actually developed a, a, f- a theory about Dante just today after talking with Nissa, um, mm-hmm. and I and I think Showed it works pretty well, I, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, Nissa definitely helped me come to this. But so we see um, Gamma, you know, polluting the water supply, and it would make sense that Dante would be there to um, track everyone who's getting sick and make sure that they're staying sick from the contaminated water. I, <sighs> I think it was pretty clear that it was him who tampered with with the water. Okay, so let's I mean, focus on that point. Because I think, before you continue, because do you think that that was him? I'm not so sure. I'm not 100% certain. Here's the thing, and this is where this episode is very classic horror to me. It Mm -hmm. really plays a lot of mind games with you. Like, it fucks with your head. In the sense that, like, you don't know so much of what's real and what's not because you're dealing with someone like Sadiq who is so fucked in the head because of... Well, we keep getting hammered into us during the episode. Alpha's a master manipulator. She messes with your head. Like she, and like what Sadiq went through, like completely like has messed with him to the point that like, could he have accidentally packed poisonous medicinal plants as opposed to what he needed to in a state of just being completely like not there? Right. Could have. Right. Could he, you know, like there's a lot of room for error when your mind is so completely just gone, you know, the way his is. So is it possible that like Sadiq could have made some of these errors? Yeah, I mean, it's right. possible. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it it leaves a lot of room for confusion. It leaves a lot of gray area where it's not so clear. Right. To me, you, it's not so clear. It's easy to assume, but like like specifically the, the spigot that we find out was mm-hmm. pointing the wrong way. Well, I'm not saying, do you think that was Sadiq? Although now I'm like thinking in my head, like, holy shit. Because what did the sign say? Um, that the water was finely tuned in to find Eugene and who else? Sadiq. And Sadiq, right? Fuck me. Yeah. So like here I'm thinking to myself like could it have been Sadiq? Now like and I'm not so sure. I don't think so. I I, More to the point was it Dante? That's the thing. I do. I think it was Dante. I think Dante's been there a minute. You know, he's been there a while. This whole water system's been there a while. I think Dante probably made that switch when he first got there because it's going to take a while for these illnesses to, to, you know, get as bad as they are. Um, And we're just now seeing like the full effect. I do think it was Dante and I think 
he had an idea about infiltrating our group and it was going to go one way because Alpha told him that we're all a bunch of liars and we live in a fantasy and da 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 And then he got there and realized, no, Alpha's wrong. This actually does work. I think, I think Dante's changed his mind about our group once he got there. I think so too. I think it was a bad choice. Yeah, it was a bad choice for Alpha to send him to do that. But wouldn't he <laughs> yeah. have changed, wouldn't he have changed his mind and fixed the water? Not wait mm-hmm. for everybody to continue getting sick yeah good point well then he's maybe he's still evil <laughs> well or not see that's the thing that's what's see this is why we're working out this is why we have this show we get to work at work all this out one of the things that i really liked about what we did last week was and this is going to prove true once we start breaking it down i had said <laughs> this is me gloating so take it all in people um i had said oh hey carol you're just as bad as alpha and what does this episode do make exactly crystal fucking clear that that's what the show is intending to say you're no different than alpha you really aren't you i mean your motivations are different you know obviously your motivations are but that's the thing It, it you've got Negan. Negan's whose motivations were pure. You know, like, okay, I'm just I'm just trying to save people. But then what happens? Your motivations, they kind of get away from you. And then you have Alpha, whose, prob- whose motivations are probably, like, obviously she's a little fucked in the head. She abused her daughter, mm-hmm. killed her husband, etc. But I think overall, to build a community, to build a kind of community that can move move among the dead, I think there's some sort of pure motiv- motivation there. You're, if you're trying to build a community, you're trying to do it because you want to survive and you want others to survive maybe like-minded folks like yourself crazy people like you but then it kind of gets away from you and you can even see that from their own baseline like okay relative to the whisperers even alpha herself she's diverging from like what their whisper ethos is and then there's carol where whose motivations like okay protect everybody at all costs according to me but then it kind of turns into something else like when as soon as she's compromised and you talk about different people who've been compromised you're you're going in a circle and something goes out of whack a gear goes out of whack and you kind of go out of orbit and you're carol and you're starting your motivations are starting to twist your plane of existence or your trajectory is kind of going off course and so every single one of these people whose motivations are probably you know they're good intentioned in their own way um are kind of going off course and so it's very easy to compare carol to alpha in that instance uh but going back to when what we're talking about dante you you go in with one idea and then you see how good it is and then you're kind of like okay uh i think uh, i think i like it here (laughs) i think it's pretty good it's pretty sweet, actually. They have apple jam, strawberry jam. <laughs> he is right. very confusing, though, because, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, if he, he's killing someone and, well, killing someone and, like, I didn't want to do this, I don't want to do this, then don't! Like, what, right. are, what, what are we missing here? Don't do it then! Like, right. what? But then yeah. what happens? But you have to think about, like, how it must be from his angle. Like, we're sitting I here was... pretty watching this whole episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and you know, also... He's panicking. He's panicking. And also you have someone like Sadiq who, you know, again, not mentally all there and pretty much has zoned in and decided, wait a second, you're a threat and is like bent in on on killing you. So he's, you know, again, self-preservation, right? So he's just kind of protecting himself, even though he really doesn't want to do it. But like... If he doesn't, he knows Sadiq's going to kill him. Well, I mean, it's is, a compounding thing, isn't it? But yeah, is Dante is Dante also putting himself in a position to where the community needs him? I mean, he's the only person we know of besides Sadiq with medical 
knowledge. Right. So without without Sadiq there, our group might be forced to let him. St- I mean, if he's the only person with medical knowledge, that's that's worth a lot. This is going to be a far more complicated situation. It's not going to be cut and dry because right. on the surface, you would think if Dante was at was in the barn when all this stuff happened, and he is a whisperer, you would think immediately this would be and and you killed Sadiq. So assuming that Sadiq is is dead, you would think immediately this is grounds for okay you're dead we're killing you that's it but right. i don't think that's going to be the case if you I were dante you're saying if you were dante you would think that right well yeah case. like or just or just in general if, if i'm looking at it from from the outside perspective and thinking that like okay on paper this guy was a whisperer this guy potentially was in the barn this guy just killed your only doctor sadiq so pretty much it's clear that you're not going to let him live but i think that they will from an outside perspective that's what, right that's what not, i'm saying not knowing anything about the community right right they will let him live because he they need a doctor well hold on you race past a certain fact though that we need to discuss and that's do you think he intentionally uh went in there to to kill sadiq i don't think so no no i don't think he went there with the intention to kill him for me personally rachel i think that he was triggered when he saw sadiq look at the look at the axe and make a move right right but rachel yeah. what do you think um no i i agree i don't think the intentions was were to kill Sadiq because even as he's choking him out he says like i didn't want it to be you not this way like something like that like he yeah. didn't he, he said didn't i didn't, I didn't want killing. this not you not like not this you. yeah and, and then he says close your eyes yeah and the, the ironic part is that they don't close no they don't which is which is that's what's leading me to believe that he died right because if right. he passed out he would have just like closed his eyes and like kind right. of like yeah. But the fact that his eyes stayed open, that I'm like, uh like yeah. I'm like ninety percent dead, ten percent gonna get out of it somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. If his eyes would have closed, I would have said like we've all seen wrestling and they've done this move where it's like oh, you know, he kind of momentarily like passed out or whatever, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But the fact that his eyes are open, it's like uh, yeah. Yeah. And and his arm goes limp and there's no limp. more fight. Like yeah. It yeah. it seems very clear. For a while but, too. Right. <laughs> and but, he's still holding his neck. But I'm still not I, I mean You're not counting him out. Right. No, I'm not. It's looking right. that way, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if next week he's back. And I'm like right. <laughs> <laughs> in one way or the other uh oh uh oh yeah so so furthermore so because then you went on to oh, saying terrible oh, i mean would it though so that, awesome. would be, that would be on a, on, a, on a purely selfish level would the oh, walk, be, walker city it'd be awful and um, awesome right so now you said something else like being like okay now dante's positioned himself as the only medical person um which all, but kind of implies well, i was that, asking though Oh, oh, Are oh. there anybody? Is there anybody oh, else oh. with them? I don't think there is. I think they took out all of them, really. Right. Yeah, Enid's gone. You yeah. know, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Like a doctor is a very powerful position. You well, have everyone's have, health hands. Yeah, they do have like somebody at Hilltop or maybe one or two people at Hilltop, but that's it. Mm. Yeah, I don't think anything else. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, Alex? Have we met Alex at the Hilltop, I think, is I in think, the infirmary? I think that's who they're called. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I thought, I thought from how you were saying it that it was somewhat intentional, but no, it's not. Like you know, now he's not right. the man. Okay, fine. I was just making <laughs> making that clear because it started sounding like there was intent behind it. I'm like, whoa, okay, we got to go back. <laughs> you got to make sure this was an intentional killing. Um, I don't, well, th- yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. But it might just work out 
for him right. being the only, you know, Beyond medicine reproach. man around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are kind of hairy because like, it's kind of like you were saying, Kara, like it, because of the hemlock that poisoned the whisper uh, in the prison and Dante saying, Hey, you packed that bag, you know, that puts <gasps> that in like, gonna, it puts in a little reasonable doubt. His own people. If that's a whisper, if Dante's a whisper and this guy was a whisper, oh, why would he poison? I'll tell I mean, you why. <laughs> okay. so he doesn't give up the horde. Uh, well, but yeah. he seemed diehard. He seemed like he wasn't budging, though. Yeah, but snorting. I don't think he would. I don't think Dante would take the risk of him accidentally spilling the beans or possibly blowing his cover. Or, yeah, so, I mean, might take the chance. So the episode true. is called "Open Your Eyes," right? No, mm-hmm. it's a kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing because once you start watching the episode again, you start to see certain things. Beginning of the episode, like I'm just gonna go and say this one thing, and then I'm gonna move on to going back to the prison cell because mm-hmm. when you start start up uh, at, at the the beginning of the episode like and uh Sadiq is actually pouring the uh you know turning the levers to kind of turn the water on and all that stuff you actually see the bent the bent um lever in the beginning like right away and it's like oh my god it's right it's right in front of your face how it's bent up <laughs> And it, it's so it's so crazy to watch, and you're like, oh my god! It was staring us right in the face, and we weren't looking, just like the guy in the prison cell that you, them. is right in front of your face, and you're just not what you're not you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And so going back to the prison cell, if you watch what happens when Dante goes into the cell, Sadiq is there too. There's a concerted mm-hmm. effort to first of all get Sadiq out of there because of what the guy says. But Dante says to the guy, "Don't try anything." And the guy is staring right at his face. And oh goes, yes, yes. He goes never. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did see that. Yeah. Like, like, like holding his hand and looking him straight in the face. Like, I would never to you. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, the guy recognizes him. Clearly, mm. he's seen my face. And first of all, like, if he had ever, if he ever escaped, he could have told Alpha that, oh, this guy's turned. You know, this guy's not part of the group anymore. Mm. Well, I mean, unless that was always his mission was to to infiltrate and sort of become part of our community yeah like a sleeper obviously the material is trying to lead us into a conclusion where he is a sleeper he is always going to be asleep he was always going to be a sleeper but the little things that he says at the end of the episode to Sadiq saying like kind of really implying that you know you're my friend you know Mm -hmm. there's something to that and it really kind of gets you to start doubting like the obvious that he that he is a sleeper it's really difficult or he really could have just defected and he has absolutely nothing to do with anything bad that's going on and and once he saw in Sadiq's face that he realized who who Dante was he's like oh shit he found me out now I well I gotta do something about this and he didn't want to but he would have told Sadiq would have told everybody that he was a whisper which kind of takes me back to a couple episodes back the episode called Silence the Whisperers mm. I don't know if it was actually this specific episode I would, I would think it was you Rachel who said oh I think the graffiti was Carol mm-hmm. right yeah this is going to sound really bad because Carol has been doing some really, 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 really crazy things lately. <laughs> She's being a little forward. Oh. I'm wondering if, I'm not saying this is her, but it could be somebody else that could have done the water stuff. And if so, there's a there's an interesting implication here. To what end, though? Yeah, I know. I know. But let's say that Carol did do the graffiti. And maybe there's a bunch of other people trying to just maybe even just create mischief. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Oh, what? To force everyone's hand in yeah. like, this conflict? Yeah. 
I mean, mm. classically, I would have said Carol, but like, I don't even know if Carol would go that far. I don't know. Mm. Tough, I, I think I that's don't know. If great. you're trying to amp people up, you don't want to make them sick. I mean, then you're then you're putting your fighters down. That's the thing. Like, I'm yeah. not so. I'm not 100% gung ho about accusing Dante. No, I'm not convinced completely on Dante. Like, I am not. I think he is a whisper. Yes. Or was. Or was. Or right. defected. Yeah. Defective whisper. But I'm not ready to say that this whole outbreak that's going on here is because of you. I don't know who else would have done, who would have turned the lever on the water. That's the thing. Like, if you're not ready to say it's Dante, then it has to be somebody else. That's the problem. Right. And Alexandrian, because as far as we know, there's no other whispers. Seems to be at the center of town or somewhat. See, that's very yeah. interesting. They, they, It's kind of like they're trying to checkmate you into making a decision about whomever. Or because <laughs> yeah. if really, if you think it's Dante, okay, that makes things a little easier. But then there's the end scene where it's like, it makes it kind of right. clear that like, I don't want to do this. I like it here. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of. But like the implication is like, you know, I didn't want to have to to do this not you and then is it possible dante switched the lever and then time had passed and he forgot about it <laughs> no i don't think he could have forgotten about it i don't think yeah, i mean it could have been one so of those situations where he just didn't I'm have time to switch it back grasping yeah yeah no. maybe he couldn't find a, a moment without being caught i don't know yeah, yeah exactly maybe maybe by then it was everything was on high alert yeah maybe. it was already too late that's really that could be it Ugh. But we do know that Dante's face is going to get very familiar with uh, Daryl's, the back of Daryl's, <laughs> Daryl's hand. fist. Yeah. <laughs> right. And even that alone tells me something. It's just like, they're not killing off Dante. No. It doesn't seem like. No. So there's got to be more to this. Like, there, there's, there, there is some complexity to this because if it was cut and dry, he would be hung, tarred, and feathered immediately. No. Like, no question. No. But that's not There happening. is a question. There is a question. Right. Because hmm. because there's the element of the charter that the most severe punishment is imprisonment. Isn't is it? But is it? But is imprisonment the worst? Because like with Negan, they were going, they were debating on whether to execute him, wasn't he? Like that wasn't that what was in question when that was they, after he had killed Margot, though. Right. So maybe they, they went back because he had taken a life, so they had to reassess his punishment. So if it was a case of like they think, well, Don, let's assume that Dante did kill Sadiq, mm -hmm. wouldn't they kind of treat it as a similar, like he took a life? So yeah, I would say well, so. Well, no, not unless he was in prison and then broke out, then took a life. <laughs> That's the thing. You gotta do it exactly the way Negan did. Yeah, exactly the same kind of. Yeah, they has to be in custody exactly first, the same way. and then break out, then kill somebody, and it's like, okay, maybe let's think, and then maybe let's think about killing him. Yeah. Well, but for, furthermore, the charter is for community members, and he, which he is not. He's a whisperer. Right. So wait, those laws wait, wouldn't wait, apply wait. to him. Is he? Is he not a community member? Not if we find out he's a whisperer. No. Or that he was a whisperer. Or that he was well, a whisperer. Well, yeah. here's here is the problem, and here is the question: If Sadiq is dead, then how does anybody know he was a whisperer? They won't know. That's the problem. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's going to be pretty obvious. I mean, Gabe's not. That's the thing, and I kind that's why I kind of wanted to wish we started from the other way because Gabe <laughs> Gabe in this episode is really sharp. I mean, I'm really really impressed with Gabe for stepping the fuck up and telling Carol that's what's why what. He's the head of the council. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, essentially, and like de facto, like we all know Michonne's in charge, but it's kind of like the Yumiko Magna thing. It's like if you're not here, and it's always been kind of the case that Gabe has kind of taken over for the council. Like it, Gabe kind of has the pulse on 
what people think, you know, can even sway people to go one way or the other in, in some respects. But he kind of steps up really big time in this episode. He really does. And he knows what Carol's Carol's capable of. Mm -hmm. He really does. Like, <laughs> like to the point where like, but he's like, so like, not even thinking about like, uh, his own life that, you know, he kind of, <laughs> kind of puts a stop to it. Yeah, yeah, Gabe. Yeah. Well, I, I just, mean, I don't. What? You, okay. You challenge Carol, you risk your life. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I Listen, will. Try to I play will. Good cop. Yeah. I will yes. finally. I was gonna say. I that. will finally admit this. This time she did step over the line, even for me. Um, a couple times too. With well, specifically with Lydia. Yeah. Not, yeah. not telling. Not telling Lydia what she was up to. I think Lydia would have understood. To be totally honest, I think if she would have loved with her. Everybody yes, would have understood. Would have, absolutely. I think if Carol had told Lydia what her intentions were, you know, why they wanted to go out, I I think Lydia would have been on board, but she just didn't didn't tell her that. Has anyone else come up with an offensive plan here? Because so far all I've seen are defensive actions. Yep. Guard guard this wall. Watch this play. We're we're looking out for this, but no one is going on the offensive and saying, "Look, let's stop it before it gets to that point except carol well yeah, she's the only, the only one, one. But there's a big thing to consider when when trying to mull over that question and and this is what i contend we're we're sitting waiting for each episode to come out each week these last few episodes these last four episodes have been a short ass period of time i would say even a day or two two days let's say two literal days because you have you have a couple things to consider. All the shit that happened at Hilltop. While Aaron's away, the mice will play. And then you've got a whole other side quest where Michonne is at Oceanside with Judith. Mm -hmm. So you've got a ton of things happening within a short, tiny period of time. Think back to what you just said about, but nobody's thinking of an offensive plan. It's like, wait, bitch. No, I asked, <laughs> are they? I asked, are no, they? No. I, mean, I haven't seen it. Because they're still in, in turtle shell mode. Like after like the horde. Like all that stuff, the business about the horde. You know, they... Michonne may have gone to Hilltop, and so that period of time might have taken a little longer, but... I mean, I don't know how long it takes to get to the ocean side, but like maybe two days, let's say, day and a half. I mean, so we're talking about a short period of time after like trying to get off their heels from this this series of walkers post the fire, which again, I, I mean, we still don't okay. really know, at least in that respect, if that was actually Alpha. We do know that the tree was Alpha, the tree at Hilltop. So when you talk about Carol and like taking the offensive, it's kind of like, well, okay, hold your horses. This thing just happened where we were just on our heels. Oh, you want to start going? on the offensive now it's kind of mm -hmm. like okay so that's it's a bit quick you know mm -hmm. not everybody's you're and then second of all you're not telling anybody that's so that's a whole other story yeah communication goes a long way i i do think she needs to she needs to tell somebody what she's thinking because yeah. if, if more people knew what she was doing i think they'd be on board yeah and the key people too you don't have to tell everybody yes. that's right. that's the huge problem every, at every turn carol could have brought everybody else in and mm -hmm. she didn't and there was no good reason not to. Not really. No, other than the fact that she thinks she's protecting people by keeping them in the dark. If they're not involved, they're not at risk of getting hurt or killed. That's, that, that'd be the only reason not to include people. Right. Which is, and, and I could see her doing that. A la Daryl, you know. Yeah, yeah. The people around her have, have kind of let her know you that you could have come to us. You really, really could have come to us. What mm -hmm. the fuck is wrong with you that you couldn't do that? Yeah. You know, Gerald, even Gabriel kind of says, okay, what's done is done. I'm just not going to let it be worse. Like you're right. not even, you 
you're getting away scot-free here. Like, <laughs> I, I get you, Carol. I mm -hmm. understand why you did what you did. Yep. And I'm not even going to pursue punishment, which I should <laughs> be doing, you idiot. Like, <laughs> but I'm just, and so he kind of just sweeps that aside and goes, I have to focus on the now. And he's being, like, just like Carol, he's being practical. He's like, I'm not going to get involved in the minutia of trying to, like, figure out what I'm going to do about you. And he still right. lets her, <laughs> like, he still lets her take over, like, how to deal with this guy. So, like, even yeah. further than that, he's showing her, I trust you enough to actually, to actually talk to this guy, to this whisperer guy. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, what more do you need for me to tell you that you, sh you should be fine to tell me anything that you have on your mind to kind of, to kind of tell yeah. me what's going on? I will let you know if that sounds like a great idea or not. You know, yeah. like, Jesus. Like, if you did something like that crazy, um, would you be anywhere near the whisperer, uh, prisoner? No. No, I wouldn't <laughs> let you anywhere near that prisoner. No. You're off the fucking hilt. You're, you're <laughs> off the reservation. I won't trust you as far as I can throw. You're lucky you're not in that jail with the whisperer, and then you fend for yourself. <laughs> Anyway, you get my point. Sorry, I was a little. So, do you think? Do you think that? I mean, on the topic of Carol, you know, letting people know about things, we did see. Okay, so while the the whisper in the prison cell is in the process of dying, we see Carol and Lydia walk in, and then Daryl hops up, of course, and is like, "No, no, no, go back yeah. out." Yeah, yeah. So, so the fact that Lydia showed up with Carol, do you think that Carol told her why she was going to take her down there? No. Or what do you? What do? You, why do you think Lydia went down there? What story would have Carol told her to get her down into that cell, knowing the Whisperer was down there? It's Carol. <laughs> Sorry. She might have told her nothing. Yeah, I mean... In my mind, it was sort of like, hey, we need you. <laughs> just just judging by the actions from the last, uh, the last moments of the episode, it's kind of yeah. like, you've been just fucking with me this entire day. <laughs> well, and, it, and that makes sense. Like, I, I agree. I don't think she told Lydia why, why she wanted to go down and see that whisper. Otherwise, what happens later in the, in the episode would have made sense. Right. Exactly. Otherwise, she would, you know, finally, Carol says, well, she told everybody that, you know, Alpha told everybody that she killed you. Yeah. Like, that's something Lydia should have already known at that point. Yeah. Every, again, like every opportunity she had to tell people what was on her mind rather than tricking them. Like, literally, yeah. could have walked people through it. And, and people would have understood. That's the crazy thing. Lydia probably would have understood completely and she would have probably oh, been yeah. eager to do it. But Absolutely. Lydia knows if any one whisperer would have caught a glimpse of her, it would have been over for her mom. And Lydia, yeah, Lydia knows that. She would have been totally on board for that. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to give Carol credit with this one tiny thing. <laughs> but it's more of like an insight into why she probably didn't tell Lydia. And it's a little conversation they have on the balcony. What Lydia says to Carol, I hate them, but I yes. know I know them. But and I she, know them. And a few yeah. seconds yeah. ago, she says, you know, so people, more people are going to get killed, right? And it's like, okay. it, she makes it very clear that she just is tired of the killing. She kind of says what Carol says in the other episode, which is in in a kind of, in Lydia's own way, we've already paid. Now we're trying to, you know, put down like more payment. We're trying to just get retribution. How mm -hmm. long is this going to go on? And so when she says what she says, Carol kind of does the calculus probably and goes, oh, I better not tell her. <laughs> I better not tell her. I'm going to keep this a surprise. Yeah. So what, was, what was she going to think? Like, okay, we're going to cross the pike borders and <laughs> like, I'm not going to figure it out. Yeah. I, I literally wrote yeah. in my notes, Carol kidnaps Lydia. Period. <laughs> I literally, it's, that's literally what she did. She's a kid and she was napped. <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, she's kind of like a pawn that's basically bounced around and used between Alpha and her. Exactly. Yeah. And between the two queens. It, yeah. Yeah. Pain, pains in the Pretty asses. much. Pretty much. Can I just mention something about um, Daryl, which was just like one random like thing. And I don't know what the meaning was supposed to be behind it or all that. His scene where he kind of, I guess, when they get to when they bring Lydia into the house and Carol basically tells him like, you know, I'm good with Lydia, you know, like you, you go rest or whatever. And he goes into his quarters and stuff where dog is there. Wait, can we dog back it up for a second? Because something specific happens right before that. Okay. Cause she's, I thank you. For, I'm glad. Thank you for having thank me back. Thank you for backing back. me. Yeah. Thank you right. for having me back. And he said, well, it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So almost like not even to satisfy her. Yeah. Like not even you're right. welcome. It's like, right, right, I was just saying right. the truth. I'm just saying the truth. Slow your roll. Right. <laughs> not like I'm just having your back because for the sake of having your back, like, you know. Right. right. But then she says, some, she says something else. The whisper's not going to give it, give it up easy. And I'm like, he knows Carol oh. is going too far. Um, and he just kind of walks away. He doesn't even acknowledge her at that point. Mm. It's like, she's, he, she's basically saying, Hey, I'm going to torture this motherfucker. He's not going to give it up easy. And he just kind of looks at her and turns away, just walks away. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even acknowledge that. She says yeah, she does. You can sit it out if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he basically walks away. So yeah. that, that mm-hmm. tells me something. It tells me he's kind of like I don't know what to fucking do with this lady. Yeah, because yeah, she's I mean, on a mission. She's because, on a mission. Because I love her. I love her, and I really don't know what to do. Right. That was the thought that I heard out loud as he's sitting on the couch looking at the double cappers. Yeah. Is what am I, I was wondering what am I do about her. That's so, yeah. what I was wondering. What was the meaning behind the double cappers, acorns, whatever it was that he had? I thought it was interesting that they basically focused on all of his scars. They focused on all of his physical scars and they zoomed in on the double capper because Carol is giving him emotional scars. Deep. Yeah. yeah. Deep. That's kind of what I wrote. <laughs> Well, did you? Uh, yeah. In a sense. Like, yeah. I mean, he literally, like, he could have just kept it on him. But he, to the point where he puts it down and has to take the shirt off that it, it was in. He's so disgusted. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like, I don't he's know about burning all that. the shirt that the double capper was in, but he can't seem to throw out the double capper. I think that that was just a I'm cheap I'm, I'm, I'm really joking. I'm sorry. No. That's another Twitter moment that's going to be like... Child bullying, and also D- Dave hates Daryl. Uh, Dave thinks Daryl hates Carol. I'm like, no, no, not true. Not true. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've seen Norman Norman without a shirt on since like season two. Oh, that's what I'm oh, saying. Wait. Oh wait, except for when he was naked, of course. And yes, scars in the cell. In the cell. And true. scars too. I think a little yeah, bit. Have a shirt. I thought they lifted the shirt up. They, left, they uh, just lifted it up. There's yeah. a body double. I got you. No worries. Uh, so yeah, so Twitter Twitter will also be all. Over that, I'm sure. Chirpy over the shirt thing? Yeah. Yeah. I saw it the other night. Okay. All right. (laughs) Calm down. I bet you masturbated three nights in a row. Anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> moving on but I, uh, I also thought that that scene was really cool like it really does illustrate the, the battle, turmoil the inner the, conflict the battle scars Zero, yeah. yeah I just yeah. thought I also thought it was nice well, that we got to see his little area like I thought his, so too his own little yeah. like oh there's that's where you've been okay yeah yeah this is, I mean this is his safe spot this is his safe place yeah, where he goes his to little, but his little bachelor pad <laughs> yeah, and comparing it to last year by the way too the exactly woods last year. yeah the well woods. not exactly last year but you know what I mean yeah but the thing that I also thought was interesting is that we kind of focus in on huge spotlight on physical abuse, whereas where yes. was it in you know abuse inflicted on Gamma, uh, Daryl's abuse that obviously we see through all the scars. 
even mm-hmm. when Lydia and um, uh, Carol are on that balcony talking and Lydia says something about like, oh, um, something about like, wasn't the, hasn't been the first time or, or I've had worse or yeah. something in yeah. terms of like the beating yeah. and Carol's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, like, me too. So it's like, me too. They, I mean, these are all people that come from, um, you know, battered circumstances. You know, yeah. which is battered very house, interesting. Battered house syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah, battered households. You know, so <laughs> yeah, and so Daryl's not excluded. I mean, he's no. had the, he's had the full gamut of like you know, father abusive father, uh, abusive children trying to give him branding scars and. Well, I mean, his relationship Merle, with Merle too yeah, is not not very the best. simple. Right. Not mm-hmm. simple. I I would honestly say that he Merle always did love him. Yeah. Just couldn't oh, yeah. show it. But I mean, it's, it's, but the, I mean, look at Alpha talking to Gamma and like basically giving her how many lashes and then sort of like, no, but I believe in you and all this stuff. I mean, it's like the mind games that people who abuse children or wives or husbands or whatever, it's like you kind of like, make them feel like, no, I'm doing this for your best. Like, this is this is just how I show my love to you because I just want you to be your best and I'm helping you become stronger and all that. Like, yeah, it's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I personally think, especially after seeing the end, because I wasn't sure the trajectory of how this storyline was going to go compared to how it goes in the comics and all of that, but I really do feel... Like, we're kind of, like, really moving to a collision course where, I mean, based on, we see Lydia seems to decide at the end that she wants to go back to her well, mom. Like, she's no. choosing that. No, she's, she's choosing herself, she right. said. She's choosing herself. Because yeah. I was wondering how interesting would it that be. Looks like. <laughs> Right. How interesting would it be if she does end up landing back at the camp, considering Negan is at the camp and Negan obviously has a relationship with Lydia that is protective to an extent because he did mm-hmm. save her. Right. And it seems like they had talks. Um, if he were to witness Alpha's lashing on Lydia to kind of like, you're back, let me toughen you up or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of doesn't exactly go along in the comics, but does go along the fact that he see- he starts to see some pretty fucked up shit in terms of like, how they operate or whatever yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna be very curious to see if like she ends up landing back there and if negan the wild card that he is who is who is there at this camp you know right how he's gonna react because he has taken a protective turn towards her he's probably he's probably more protective towards her than most people have been on this show because carol's using her as a pawn daryl absentee a little bit absentee a little bit yeah. like well to be fair yeah. carol's been kind of eating up his time right right <laughs> sorry you can laugh uh rachel because i am being de- a little bit more deliberate than usual when i say these things <laughs> and i do say this because i do know that they love each other but but negan really but has been the one like that kind of like been giving her like <laughs> advice in terms of like you know watch your back and you know don't let people get to you and all and you know and, the two and saved her life yeah. yeah and saved yeah and saved her life and had no regrets for what he did whatsoever i don't know what lydia thinks that that she's gonna do like what i'm sorry there's no way there's no way she thinks that she can survive on her own no i, I mean think, i don't think she's thinking that's, that's she's the, not yeah she's, she's not, not she's just pulling a carol she's just on this running one. away she's just running she's away in, She's an emotional teenager. Yeah, but see, if that's she, the thing. She gets. She, she has an excuse. Lucky, if she got lucky, she could like find a discarded whisper mask and just, just sort of slide it on and like slip into the herd, and then like she just would be another whisperer and not Lydia. <laughs> she might get away with that. 
Yeah, and she might. Yeah, she might be able to slip into the crowd. That could be interesting. And yeah, you're right. Like as long as Negan is there, and she gets to observe Negan while she's there, as a, mm-hmm. like a little undercover whisperer. <laughs> yeah, that could get real interesting. Real interesting. And then, mm-hmm. well, who knows? Maybe Lydia saves Negan in some weird way. By the way, side note about Negan, I completely missed in all the one-liners that he had last week that he <laughs> that he said one that I saw in a meme today that it was. Uh, he was telling, what is it? He was telling Beta, it's not ego if you really are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's yeah. so awesome. That's why he's the best. I think okay. I, I believe that about a lot of people, though. Just on a side <laughs> note. I do think It's not so. ego if it's legit. If they yeah. really are that amazing, it's like, well. Would I be wrong in roping you all into the Gen X category? We're all close enough. Yeah. I consider myself a Gen X. Okay. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> I'm going to say this. And like, when we were growing up, we were always concerned about being a poser or like, you know, like inauthentic. Like, and the, the big thing was all about being, I don't know, like humble or like not to seem like you're, you're like being arrogant or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that shit's overrated. Okay, if you've got the goods and you you can trash fucking talk because we were so used to the jocks and shit like that in the eighties, like kind of full mm. of themselves, and we we're always mm. like on the, in the back room, kind of like, oh, we're not going to be like that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you can be one thing without being another thing. Like you can be competent and know you're competent, mm-hmm. and and then like and not be. But not like try to be like a, a dick about it, you know, like, like you're an asshole, but I'm great. No, you can be like, I'm great. And I know it done. You know, like, that's why I like that line from Dante from last week. It's kind of like, I'm kind of awesome. And I'm like, awesome. yeah, you are. You are <laughs> awesome. I like I'm, you. I'm, I'm kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's why it's funny. Like, and, but like, if we grew up and we, we looked at a guy like that and we we're like, uh, okay, douche. Like, that would be the classic line, douche. Yeah. 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 I'm still so, so sad about Dante. I really am. Like, I, I am. Two hours after we got to watching the show, I looked at my husband. I said, I'm like, I'm still really fucked up about Dante. Like, I, I am. Like, Which I is literally. Weird, because like, the whole person died. <laughs> but literally, I, I felt like. Maybe. I'm not. I honestly, I feel terrible saying this. I was like, I'm not mad. I'm just really, really disappointed. I'm about, <laughs> about Dante, I, right? Yes. Yeah. I was really, really disappointed. I was like, damn it. I'm more like, disappointed yeah. that there's no, there's not more pushback. <laughs> Like nobody's mean? challenging us to go from that flashback scene where literally Dante is is holding his eyes open, mm-hmm. making him watch Enid die or get killed. Mm-hmm. It must be something to go from that to this right now. Do you know what I mean? Like to the scene right now. What did what mm-hmm. was the evolution of Dante from that moment being a complete horrible horror of a person to getting to this person? Like I kind of want to know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And how maybe we'll see it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And how yeah. that happens in. A compressed amount of time because it hasn't been that long necessarily. Oh, it's been long right? enough. It's been many months. Well, true. Actually, you're right because we went through the storm and all of that. So yeah, so it's been long enough. We went through a whole. Oh, I think two thirds of a pregnancy plus I think another two months, month yeah, and a half. That's true. Almost so a year. So like a year. He's had time yeah. to kind of settle on everything that's happened. And when did he infiltrate Alexandria exactly? When did that even happen? Because <laughs> it was like a because it was like a one moment. It was like, whoa, Dante 
Sunday's here. And we were yeah. like, whoa, look at this. And yep. but we don't know when that even happened. When did he join the community? Where did he come? I don't know. Right, right. At one did point. he come in with a with a small group or was he mm. alone? Or a small yeah. group of whispers? What? Right. Well, that's, right. well, yeah, that's the other question. If we find out that he came to our community with a small group of people, now we're going to have to look closer at these other people too. Right. 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 Oh, God. And maybe that's basically what kind of triggers the like a high alert where now it's like, okay, you know, and it's very, very cunning on Alpha's part because I mean, basically it's, you know, this sort of psychological warfare where now it's like you have these people who don't even know if they can trust their own community members. It's like, oh, is this person really part of this community or are they some like, you know, sleeper whisperer, like it's kind of like work their way in here. Now everybody's going to be like watching their back, you know? Kind of goes back to what I was saying about, about Gabriel, Rosita, et cetera. Like, because as I was watching those scenes in those moments, I was thinking to myself, oh, okay, wait a minute. So they're starting to see what's been happening to the community, how people have been starting to pull away, look over their shoulder, suspect their neighbor. But then, like, you see these scenes with Gabriel, Rosita, you know, Sadiq, etc. And you start to think, okay, they're getting it. Okay, this is, it's, we're all for one, one for all. Uh, maybe they'll start healing the wounds. But now, it's impossible for me to see a world in which Dante can get away with it for much longer. There's a couple of things no. that, that indicate that. Right. Like the like the whole incident with the with the hemlock was on full display with Gabriel there. Yeah. And even though the like, mm -hmm. the the water was a reasonable doubt yeah. that it could have been Sadiq or Eugene or whatever, it's still like they don't know Dante like they know Sadiq, you know. Right. So it's, bearing that in mind, what do you think then? You think that his days are very very closely numbered? You're talking about Dante's right. days? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. And that's what's really great. Can I be honest about that? No, it is good in the sense that it's keeping me on my toes. That I don't know what's going to happen because I mean, again, like I said, I'm not convinced that he's like this is a done deal. He's a bad guy and that's it like for example like when we had the whole savior war going on when we had you know the amazing Stephen Ogg Simon as a charismatic of a character as he was oh, yeah. I knew I was like <laughs> this I was like this guy's days are numbered like he's gonna get killed off you know and at some point during possible. this thing <laughs> like during this thing yeah to be the man you gotta beat the man like I mean it was like the best way yes the best way possible but it's like that <laughs> But it was like, I kind of knew like this guy's days are numbered, you know, because he was such a villain more so than Negan. Like he yeah, was off malicious, the off the page, yeah. malicious, got off on this power trip and, and, you know, like, oh, just, shit. that was the best. That, that was the best. That was the best. <laughs> that, by and the way, I, that's, I say that because when Rosita said it, I was like, oh, that reminded me of, of Simon. Hug, Simon. <laughs> But even so, I was very much clear. I was like, okay, this guy's days are numbered because like, to me, it was very clear. This is not a reformable, uh, a, a person who can be reformed, you know, right. or like, what was it? The, that old movie, is it Cool Hand Luke? Some men you just can't reach. He's just, not, he's not one of those men that you'd ever be able to reach. Whereas with Dante, mm -hmm. I'm not so convinced that like, oh man, your day, this guy's days are numbered. He's going to get killed off or whatever. No, I'm not so sure. I can tell you why it is that you're not sure. And it's the same reason why I'm not sure. And probably the same reason why most people are still not sure. And that's... That's the comics. And that's great. It's great. I don't know if it's, but even without, see, even if I didn't know anything from the comic and I'm just looking at the situation independently, it's like he shows oh, remorse yeah. for his actions. Like there's a remorse that for, in the Sadiq situation, you can see the remorse on his face. 
where like a lot of these guys showed zero remorse for the stuff that they did. I mean, they got off on it. You know, the contrast with the whisper in the jail cell is actually a really good point mm -hmm. that you're making right now. Is like Mm -hmm. the contrast this guy's behavior is with Dante's. It's like, oh wait, this guy has remorse for his actions, whereas Mm -hmm. the guy in the prison cell is like uh blind follower. I don't care if I get tortured. Like, yeah, right. Cut off my fingers. Cut off, you know, whatever. Like. I don't care. I'm I'm loyal to my you know mm-hmm. leader, and that's it. Yeah. But it's not so clear cut in the in the Dante situation, which is why I'm sort of like I don't know where this is going to go. I'm not sure. Well, it wouldn't I, be the first time that we've kept someone around who who killed one of our people either. And that's also assuming that they find out. I mean, Dante could could leave the room right now, and somebody would find Sadiq and have no idea what happened. There, it's. I mean, no medical it could still examiners. Take, it, yeah, yeah. It could still take a minute for anybody to realize who killed Sadiq, unless he's caught right in the action. You know, unless somebody walks in the room right now while he's clutching him, nobody's really gonna know what happened to Sadiq either. So it's gonna be a while before they figure that out. Um, well, the fact that in the trailer they show like, um, what's his name, Daryl, Daryl punching. Dante, it makes me look like something. Dante. Yeah, it I'm gonna like go on a limb. That, that tracker eye, <laughs> those fifty year old eyes. I'm sorry, I had to say. those fifty year old eyes. Yeah. Listen, they're <laughs> sharp though. Last week. <laughs> Listen, some people are blessed with wonderful vision, <laughs> and God bless I'm not. them. I am I'm not bad. either. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. So what? you know, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, everything's gonna come to a head, and they're gonna figure out who who Dante is and everything. But I'm. Just, but I mean, he could play this in a way that he's like, oh, what What do you mean? What happened to Sadiq? Oh. Although, <laughs> although, what would be a very, very interesting and smart contrast to what Carol's doing, he, he outs himself quick mm-hmm. and then has to deal with the fallout. Maybe he, ahead I, of have, yeah. I, I, I kind of feel that he will out himself. I kind of think that he will. In my mind, I feel that that is the more likely that's, route he's going to take. That's the only way we can get the comic Dante at all. Ever. Yeah, I think if there's any hope for retribution, it's gonna it's gonna be by spilling the beans and getting out ahead of it saying mm-hmm. here's everything here's yeah. everything out on the table yeah there's a couple of things that go on between aaron and gamma that's really really interesting mm, like, that's true they had like, their moments like aaron suddenly tra- subtly trying to like because you you start to understand what aaron is trying to do he's like i'm not trying to get information from you right i'm trying to right. show you how good this shit is you know so like mm-hmm. it starts off with the bread and bread in judaism is like a big deal okay mm-hmm. bread if you say um the blessing on the bread you don't have to say any of the other blessings on any of the like fruits vegetables anything else wine even it goes above wine wow right so that's how big and important bread is like usually what you'd have to do is like okay if you're having an apple like okay you make the blessing on fruit okay done but let's say you have a you have bread fruit you have like a carrot here and you got like a pizza like okay you only have to make the one blessing on the bread and you're done you know you don't have to make any Mm. other blessing that's how important that is now like the reason why i say that and and it's kind of obvious to even you is that out of all of these things the bread bread symbolizes the painstaking stages in which it's actually made like say in the old country right like in in olden times the grain has to like mature you can only grow it between certain times of the year it has to be reaped the the wheat has to like be lifted from the chaff it has to be pounded into flour all the right ingredients have to be put into place it has to be baked for a certain amount of time and not burnt because or else it's garbage now all no. these different stages and so when it finally comes out it's kind of like oh this took it this all the stages in which it could have been fucked up, but it came out this way and it's usable and eatable. And so that's why mm. it has this high status, mm. like this high honor among food. 
Now, you take that, and, and there's also like a little fable in Judaism where in the Garden of Eden, they used to have trees that made a sort of bread. It's like a mm. bread tree, right? And okay. so when, when Adam and Eve were cast out of cast out of the Garden of Eden, God said, basically, he said to them, now you'll have to toil for your bread. Like, like you know, mm-hmm. the, with the sweat of your brow. And so that's, mm-hmm. it was just a very interesting, it's a fable. It's not really like a, uh, it's what's called a midrash, which is like, it, it's kind of like a story that's made up to illustrate a point. Okay. You, you should assume that it's true, but it really isn't part of the all the Torah or the writings or anything like that. <laughs> anyway, so the whole thing is to illustrate a point. So you go back to the episode and Gamma's kind of like, wait, hold on, you make this shit every day? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she did say that she's like every day. She yeah, did. and so like knowing all of that, it's it is kind of a big deal like, to go from. Yeah, I mean breaking bread. I mean, yeah. there's a reason that the saying is breaking bread. It's a big deal to eat with someone, and he's bringing her food, and she is eating of their food. I guess that's a theme too. Well, she doesn't. The same the thing food. with the whisper in the cell. It. She doesn't take the bread. She doesn't. She take doesn't? The bread. No. no she's like twiddling the, the the leaf that she's eating. She like. Oh, yeah. like, okay. wave, wave them away with the yeah. little like yeah. almost i don't know it uh, I, she's I, eating I, those I leaves like, oh she could yeah. be yeah yeah <laughs> she yeah. is i like the way that she talks too she still talks she still sounds 100 percent human she doesn't yes. talk in broken words you know like a lot of the whispers we hear even alpha you know yeah she, she, talks she sounds normal. Person. she sounds like a human she sounds like a she's not reciting some sort of mantra like you know, mm-hmm. we walk among the dead or like, no, she's like in a like, serious tone. No, right. she's just even, like, right. and even when she does begin to recite it, like it's like, she's having to remind herself of right. anything. Not, right. yeah. She wasn't saying it as a prayer. It was a reminder. Well, kind of like <laughs> right. you were saying, uh, Carol, like, like that middle management thing. We bathe in blood. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Exactly. She's just we like, are free. Yeah. right. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. I too. Very matter of right. Yeah. Right. She's like, yeah, yeah. I too am empty. <laughs> I too okay. bathe in blood. Uh, no, I too am free. That will always be funny. I, I I love her, and I love her. No, Twitter no, we love you too. for putting it that way. And I love her Twitter account. Her Twitter account is actually hilarious. Though. Oh <laughs> shit! Really? Oh yeah. It is. You should follow her. It's I really am. Funny. I just don't catch her tweet. That's the thing. No, she doesn't tweet often. But if you go to her account and you look at her tweets, they're pretty funny. I just. Turn on notifications or something. It's that same deadpan sort of approach, <laughs> which I appreciate a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure is a little bit informed, or like not informed, but like approved of. Like, oh no, do keep doing that. Angela King's like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. this is good. Yeah. Keep it up. Like, yeah, yes, this works. Do that. Yeah. yeah, more of this. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you just did there. Yeah, I just don't like the role, so I'm just gonna play it like this. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm just pretending like I'm pretending like Thora Birch doesn't really care for this role. Meanwhile, she totally loves this role. <laughs> right. But that's kind of how the Gamma character is played, I feel like. Like I feel like Gamma herself is sort of going through the motions of being a whisperer for survival, you know? Yeah. Begrudgingly. And, and I, yes, <laughs> right. exactly. Like here's the group I was stuck with. I'm gonna, you know, toe the company line, so to speak. And mm-hmm. you know, she is seeing a glimpse of, of another life and what our community can offer. 
offer. And I, I think we're, I, if we see Gamma in the next episode, we're going to see a huge shift in attitude. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. after, yeah. like, as we discover, is that mm-hmm. she notices that, was, that Lydia's alive. And it's that like was a great scene. Mental yeah. breakdown. Full mental no. breakdown. No. Fully. Mm-hmm. Well, and what do you the first thing she, the first thing she thought of i'm sure was her sister yeah 100% exactly. and yeah. holding holding aaron's sister. daughter's mm-hmm. drawing mm-hmm. yeah yeah thinking of her, yeah. her you know she sacrificed her sister yeah under the you know under the pretense that alpha had sacrificed her daughter too just right. like the the Which guy in the cell happen. had said too mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's the guy what, in the cell was saying the same thing and it's like no yep. but can i no, go no, back no. to like like the fact that we make fun of her for saying it the way that she says it like it says it saying all the things <laughs> that she says which is hilarious the way you put it carol but i'm also like, i kind of actually started to think about it like wait i think this is her version of being empty like like wouldn't that be like a way of kind of conveying i too am empty like like the way she's been talking to Aaron, it's kind of like there is no emotion i am nothing mm-hmm. it's like that's like her version of that not this kind of sure. like yes i'm alpha and i too am empty yes. <laughs> like you, you don't have to be that way that's that just happens to be that person that character's version of i guess i am empty yes i bathe in blood i am free <laughs> that's that's like a version of empty, like like the corporate office version of empty. Scranton, PA. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and I just thought of that. Like, okay, like if I'd been working in an office for like all my life until my forties. Yeah, that's that's how it'd probably so sound like. So you're <laughs> saying she fully on board with the whispers and this is just how she interprets gives off empty. that's how she, yeah that's how she's empty <laughs> i think that's it maybe. i think that really is it maybe just telling the company line man right yeah. and then I like think she's just faking it till she makes it mm-hmm. yeah i think and her attitude her, towards her job is the equivalent <laughs> of mine which is like the shrug emoji <laughs> right 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 <laughs> or like the you know the <laughs> it's the dash <laughs> i think it's more the dash underscore dash yeah right <gasps> like the eyes are kind of like yeah. this yeah that too it's like look all right that's me every day just <laughs> just trying to <laughs> just trying to get through the day man it's all <laughs> The big concern that we had the last few episodes was where the fuck is Aaron? And which illustrates that other thing that I was talking about. And I wish we talked about this first because then it would make more sense. The short amount of the short period of time that we're talking about is only has only been like a day or two, probably two. And the reason why I think we know that is because we were like, where the fuck is Aaron? He had seen Gamma empty some guts by water. But we right. kind of we kind of assumed, oh, that's what's making everybody sick. She's damning the creek. Aaron knows this. But I don't mm-hmm. think Aaron really real- realizes this. I don't really think he does. I think he's just seeing a random display of gut emptying. He doesn't realize the effect it's having back at the community. If at all. And I don't even think that it is actually having an effect on the community. It doesn't sound like it, at least. Because, like, you the whole... Think? The whole idea of unpotable versus potable water, and the fact that the lever is pointing one way versus the other, and the people have been drinking unpotable water, like essentially bathing water, and mm-hmm. and all they're doing is reacting to a foreign agent that's in their system. Meanwhile, the drinking water has that filter that I think one of you had talked. I think it was you, Rachel. One of you well, had talked I had, about. I had questioned if they had a filtration system. Obviously, looks, they do. It looks like yeah. they do. Yeah, or like, like a do. form of like okay, if we use this water, this this is the water that's been redirected to this the river. 
Because, I mean, I think the river system that, or this lake system that they have in Alexandria is man-made. I think so, too. I think it was there before the apocalypse, even. That was the big giant lake. I think they actually made it over the the years. Well, that would make more sense, because the lake that was originally there, Daryl drove the the oil tanker into well and he drove he drove oil into it and set it on fire <laughs> his own Valdez so, spill <laughs> yeah. i don't think any of that water is going to be usable for her ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah if that's all it was i mean it could just be this foreign agent not bacterial it just needs to be expelled from their systems but eventually it, mm-hmm. you know and so their bodies are trying to get rid of it but they keep drinking the water and it keeps coming back and it and so that's what uh, happens. So, and that's kind of like the big question. Like, because first of all, you don't see Gamma emptying any more guts out into the river. She's concentrating more on Aaron. I just don't know what to make of this. Like, I don't know what to make of, out of any of that whole thing, that whole mess. Well, it seems like it's mm. part of Alpha's plan or something because she's aware of the man with the metal hand or the metal mm. arm, whatever she calls him. Arm. Yeah. So she seems to kind of like think that I, I guess like she's thinking that Gamma should be getting intel from him. But then the information that she's bringing back is sort of like he has a daughter and this and she's like, uh, that's what you got. Like, yeah. you know, so it looks like Alpha wants to Alpha has her spies, basically, trying to get as much information from as many different locations as she can, you know? Well, and the only question she really asks him is how many people are you? Like how many mm-hmm. people do you Mm-hmm. And, and it's I'm like, well, oh, do you, you have kids? And he's like, yeah, yeah we have children. Yeah. It mm. also strikes I don't me. Know. That, it's, it also strikes me that Gamma could have told her a little bit more, like the bread, like the idea of bread, and she could have played dumb, be like, oh, they have bread. But I guess mm-hmm. they don't. She doesn't tell her that because I don't think Gamma wants to tip her hand. Like that she believes him or like that. You, do you know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I think it would probably be something where like, okay, I can believe that they make bread. I can believe that they make, uh, that they have families and children. But if I tell Alpha this, she'll think I dig it or I, 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 I believe that they do or I, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's things she could have told that bicycles, she could have told them they yeah. have bicycles. But like, I think saying that yeah. would make Alpha be like, oh, but now does she want to join them? You know, so well, like, I think I think that's a incredibly valid point because what little information Gamma does share, she still gets punished for it. Yeah, if she had yeah. shared more, and Alpha, like you said, if Alpha even thought that she that Gamma was thinking that that was a better way of life, she would have yeah, she would have whooped her even more. Right, so, right. I think it was smart to play it safe. I think Gamma's used to basically telling people what they want to hear too. I think maybe okay. that's really the crux of, of her of her yeah. personality, right? And so. So between telling her sister what she wanted to hear, between telling Alpha what she wanted to hear, and even between telling Aaron what I think she probably wants, to, he, pr- he probably wants to hear. Like I'm open yeah. to hearing you out, I'm open to answering some questions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's been the role that she's been trying to play, and I think it, it looks like it's caught up to her. I guess we're seeing. What, what being a people pleaser ultimately ends up uh, what how that turns out mm-hmm. kind of upsetting actually um it, like I'm an only child and like and then tipping mm-hmm. her hand about her sister like right. riding around the taking the long way around the lake and it's like jeepers creepers you killed her yeah are these scheduled meets yeah and it seemed like they met twice in one day or were those meetings on separate days because one it seemed like one was One's during the night. day and then the next time was at night yeah one seemed one day one seemed the next day and then the following evening maybe so two visits one day well three, three visits we only two saw days them. 
See, what I'm confused okay. is, the, is the bonus scene, which never happens. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my bad. Were they mm. on that bridge, though, for the bonus scene? Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. See, and I didn't see that. Okay, all right. right. And I guess I was right, too, because the, that's the, the scene on the bridge where she kind of takes him. That's that's actually a way better scene, um, you know, at knife point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. in, in a sense, because it, it's kind of in the same, similar fashion. But um, I kind of mm. also wanted to take a minute to compare the scenes with um, Aaron and Gamma to Stephanie and Eugene in the sense where they talk about what happened before mm-hmm. the apocalypse. Yeah, he says and, we can just talk about things worth not reporting. Right, which is kind of what I the way that it was, was really angling. nice. Yeah, exactly. That was really sweet, actually. Yeah. Like, think of that, that summit between Eugene and Stephanie. It's the same manner mm-hmm. of, like, let's talk about things before. This way we have a common yep. ground. You know, it's all about yep. intention. And and what's funny is, that, like, do you remember the thing that I said last week about how they can relax their guard because they won't suddenly start talking about things that will tip their hand to where they are, what, what they're about, mm-hmm. how many of them there are. And yet, because Gamma had already lied about her siblinghood, like, mm-hmm. in it, she automatically relaxed the sphincters and let that out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just fell out of her. That, like, yep. oh, we used, to, we used to ride bikes around the lake. And it's like, oh, shit. See, you, you done fucked up. You relaxed yep. a little bit too much. So I just, I just like to link back the fact that I said that, like, oh, and which illustrates also that Eugene and Stephanie, quote unquote, we don't know what she's going to end up being called ultimately, but probably. IMDb called her Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh, really? Stephanie. Oh, then fuck that. IMDb is right. Yeah. <laughs> but <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the fact that I like that we called that out kind of like, okay, they, it can relax with each other and how genuine that is in comparison to what's going mm-hmm. on between Aaron and Gamma. Yeah. I don't know what either one of them are thinking. Honestly, mm-hmm. Aaron too. Yeah, well, between Aaron and Gamma, like having these meetings, talking, like to what end? Like both of them. Yeah. Like, did either one of them have an end game in mind? Right. What's their end game? Yeah. The same could be said What's about Eugene and Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, that could be purely companionship, especially for Eugene. Especially for Eugene. Especially, especially for Eugene. Yeah, but Eugene. Needs he needs that. somebody to talk to. Yeah. Exactly. He I was does. So pissed it was the last episode. I know I, I wasn't with. The, I was. I know I wasn't with you guys. <laughs> last week to talk about it but i was so fucking heated sorry i, yeah. I rosita did did upset me last week but i was really happy to see her like feel bad and like acknowledge the fact that she missed their little date you know right to talk radio i didn't have and, like, a doubt in my did, mind but i and did it did hurt her but i didn't even like the fact that she even set that time up with him because i was like you're the chick who strings guys along just for you to have attention from somebody in the absence of another one being occupied with something else that yep. shit pisses me the fuck off like so they, personally that it <laughs> Yeah, oh, your other your other, other guy. guy. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm like, not bothered you're by that this girl. Just for the record, I'm not bothered by any of this. It doesn't bother me at all. When did just I turn saying. into the feminist? Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> just saying. I feel for Eugene. I feel bad for him. I think he deserves somebody who truly wants to enjoy his company. And I like I liked it that moment between him and Stephanie. And I like that these conversations are going to go on. And are going to evolve the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but going back to the original question, like, what's the point? Well, the point is, I think the point is that, like, Aaron is kind of trying to build bridges. Uh, uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Now. I get it. Bridges are on a bridge. <laughs> how literal but it's i didn't even attend that but like the fact that they are on a bridge is kind of like oh let's see if the let's see if the audience gets it <laughs> i mean is aaron really like is he really that head in the stupid? clouds oblivious that well i don't want to 
want to say stupid. I don't want to call it stupid, but he it's blind optimism. Like, what does he think he's going to do? He's going to recruit whispers one by one to join our community? Like, maybe what does he really think is happening here? Maybe well, he's never gotten rid of that Vermont optimism that, like, <laughs> <laughs> we have to yeah. let him to, like, like Ben and Jerry's you know, eating motherfucker. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, look at how he recruited, like, Rick and crew, you know? Like, yeah. he kind of was like, hey, you know, I have applesauce for your kid. And, like, you know, this is... But think like, of how rough those people were. Was, that oh, version. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were rough. <laughs> and compared to the whispers, but, the but whispers they still to eat cake. Wearing human skin. So I mean, to look at our rough group at that time, and they were we were they were rough. I get it, but they mm-hmm. still weren't wearing other people's faces. I'm sorry. So yeah. there was hope. I mean, maybe yeah. it's just me, but like the whispers just look like emo kids compared to Rick's rough, <laughs> like almost killing Aaron and, and Eric. Well, Rick in the murder jacket is always an issue. Like he didn't even have him. And he was, I don't even think he had a murder was, jacket yet. Yeah, no. Yes, he did. He did. He, he, had murder, he, he had murder beard. He had murder beard. He, yeah. He, <laughs> no, but he, he had the murder jacket on when he bit the neck out of that um dude. Was, was that big? Joe? Hold on, let me. Yeah. The claimer, Joe the claimer. Yep. Okay, he had okay. the murder jacket. I don't know why my- he got it because he got it from that damn house that he was in. That's where he got the murder jacket. Yeah. Some evil went inside of him. <laughs> Every time, I'm telling you, every time he would wear that jacket, I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Put that badge away and turn it over so it doesn't even see what you're about to do. You're about to do some really bad shit. Yeah, turn that yeah. picture around of Mother Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on. <laughs> yeah. No, but my, I, I did, guess I, yeah, I can see what Gamma's trying to do. I don't oh, yeah. see what Aaron's, but it, it, what it does Aaron's go, end game is here. It goes, it does go back to Jesus' sword, but I want to go further with that. Like the idea of like, I need this, but I also need to know that this is possible. And it also kind of goes to what, what though? That's what, what is what, possible? Well, what ultimately is the fact that like, if the whispers only knew, cause they know some things about the whispers that this this is the way they think life should be that that they can't believe that they there's a uh, suspension of disbelief in terms of that something like their communities can even possibly exist but if they even knew that that was possible if they could break their cognitive dissonance for just a second it would all crumble and Aaron has this hunch Aaron is kind of like okay. you know maybe if I can just at least talk to them for a little while talk to one of them and, if, and the fact that he was even able to get so far with Gamma means like I have a foothold mm-hmm. like I there's something here that I can work with it's kind of like Daryl he chipped away at Daryl for a long time and, and then Ch- Daryl's finally like and he was like his now Daryl and then Daryl was like his number one fan like in terms <laughs> of trying to find people so think mm-hmm. of that parallel like how that works and it, yeah. I mean and somebody did say in this episode uh, it was Lydia who said in this episode like if they if they would even see this place their whole thing would fall apart mm-hmm. you know and so that's and that's what kind of happens but unbeknowing unknowingly to them like it had to be gamma the easy question to kind of really ask is that does beta even know what's going on behind those walls it, in the community like alexandria hilltop yeah place? probably not yeah probably not. Probably not. only alpha's been inside true because mm-hmm. only alpha has infiltrated I think she would try and keep Beta away too. She would put put him on other missions to keep him away from from those places too, so that he didn't find out. Right, right. Because he's he's been questioning her so far, and with this extra information, he'd probably be like, "What the hell? What the hell? We could have been having Peach Cobbler every day. What the?" F-? Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure about that. I think it'd be <laughs> too noisy for him. Oh, so much noise! So much noise. Well, when you're behind <laughs> gates, you can be loud. 
they're, you're only quiet so that you don't call over the guardians. But if you're in a protected area, you don't need to be quiet anymore. He no, could he, start singing. He could sing again. <laughs> you're, at, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he likes the noise either. Like this is the last song I want to hear. Like okay, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think it stopped. Like he's. I think he's still cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay, remember like in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, think, I think Alpha has has made sure that he stays in that mental state too. Oh with, well, yeah. Her. I mean, you and I talked a lot about who is beta without Alpha. Yeah. If Alpha's gone, if she's out of the picture, he might be completely different. We don't know who he is. I'm thinking yeah. more like, but that's the thing. The difference between what I think would happen and what you think would happen is completely opposite, though. Well, I think okay, he would completely there's what break I, down. There's what I want to happen, yeah. and then there's what I and then there's what I think would happen, and they okay. are two totally different things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have my hopes and my dreams. And then when and I then, when the ultimate yeah. fan contest, then they make me a background <laughs> actor, which Beta plows every day. Moving along. I mean, I don't blame you. How do you say, how do you say no to that? You I mean, I wouldn't. And I had the theory about Beta you being wouldn't. gay. And so if it was me, I'd be like, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll be Beta's boyfriend. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. Heck yeah. I don't know. I, I do hope we get to see that, though. We both I, have really, beards. I really, I really. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hope we get to see Beta without Alpha. I, I want to see. I think you know, we will. I, I really hope that we do. I hope we see the, the personality there without her. And, and I hope that it changes, too. Not necessarily into what I want. That would be great. I'd be ecstatic. But even if it's not what I want to see, I, I hope it's different than, than what he is without her. I just want to see a change, I guess. Here's a question. Do you think, I mean, there's speculation that Alpha may die in the next episode. Which would be the I've yeah, heard that. Mid-season mm -hmm. finale. Do you think that that would be the case? I don't know. I mean, that would spur what you're saying, Beta on his own, and in the comic, being on his own, obviously, is what really gets this thing into high gear. Like, yeah, Alpha, Alpha being gone is what kind of, like, says, okay, we're going to do things my way, and we're just going to go after these guys now. Forget these little things and whatever, you know? He, pull, so. he pulls the Simon. <laughs> he pulls the Simon. Exactly. He, he pulls the Simon. He does pull exactly. the Simon. Totally. <laughs> So it's like, I Sorry. wonder, like, I wonder if we're going to go that route. And by the way, if we do go that route, then I guess with Sadiq being presumably dead, then I guess that I'm, that I'm going to go back to saying that I guess Father Gabriel's getting his death, his comic death. Somebody's getting that death. Mm. I, 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 somebody is getting that death. There's well, no way that that's not happening. For it not to happen. Well, it's going to happen. Well, here's another thing. Um, you, we all thought Rosita was going to be put away at, at this episode. And it turns out, like, I think she's going to be on the mend. Yeah, she seems like she was like on it. the mend. Yeah. yeah. Although, she just rescued Zeke. Yeah. Well, like she did. She jumped into that water and like carried him out. Well, pulled him out that, to safety. That and Sadiq solved the problem. So that so what's interesting is that everybody kind of assumed she was on her way out based on a couple things. Based on her getting that role for uh, was Selena. It? Selena. Selena. Mm -hmm. But also like but also like history, the comic book. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Like you know? yeah. But I mean at the same time it's like you know going by that Carol would have been gone a long time ago and that yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 
you know, maybe not. Maybe they don't go that route. Well, other than those big tweaks, though, like, more or less, they've been trying to be somewhat faithful. I mean, look, looks like King Ezekiel is, like, you know, on his way out. So why not Rosita? I'd be really irritated if, at this point, Rosita or Ezekiel were killed off because, I mean, if you're going to take them out this soon after the Pikes, like, why why not just put them up? Why not have just put them up there? To me, it's like, I would have... If Rosita dies... Purpose. If if Rosita would have died with the flu, with this ailment, I would have been like... That's weak, right? Yeah. That that's Especially really weak, her. right? I'm like, yeah. she had a very much more epic moment that she could have had, could have had, and it's like, okay, we're not going to do that. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But somebody's getting that comic book death, and I guess I'm going to say again that maybe it is, maybe it will be Father. Maybe Gabriel. Father Gabriel gets a Father Gabriel death. <laughs> Right, exactly. Because I'm Although like, oh, somebody's going to get it. That would be a blaze of glory. And But that's the thing. Like, it, it doesn't seem like a big turnaround. Like, he seems like he's already the best version of him that he's going to be. Right. That's why I always thought, oh, it'll be Sadiq because it'll be his moment of glory standing up to these people he couldn't stand up to in the barn and all of that. But I'm like, okay, well, if he's off the table and that's not an option, then, well... Well, somebody's getting that. It'd be daunting. See, like, if they're going to change things up so much, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if they're going to change things up so much, because it looks like, I mean, it feels like. You tell me what you feel like, Carol. Do mm-hmm. you feel like it's too far afield for Dante to be the kind of character that he was? Like, introducing in the comic? him exactly the way you would picture him in the comic is almost <sighs> kind of like an homage, and then, it, and then it takes a quick swerve. Because his backstory yeah. is obviously completely different. Right. Now. I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that he's redeemable. I mean, obviously, like I said, he has remorse. I mean, again, they're giving some of these characters a hell of a lot more depth than they get in the comic. You know, like a lot of these characters are not as flushed out in the comic in their comic book versions at all. So, I mean, Dante is is a little one dimensional in that sense. You know, in the comics, you know, he is this, he is that personality brash, you know, kind of cocky, you know, guy that you see that we've been seeing on the show. But there's not much else behind that. And now we're getting all this sort of layering backstory of like the Iraq War, the medic, the PS, uh, the the post traumatic stress potentially form a whisper you know like we're getting all these facets and layers of this guy and i don't think that this guy is like a few episodes and it's like all right now we kill him off i think that i think there's more to him i think that the show has more, there's more use to him i think that this show has more purpose for him i that's my guess but that i don't know yeah i mean I but definitely it, that purpose does not involve maggie Ree. No. It's, no. It feels like you want to hold on to that. There's a part of you that says, oh, it could still happen. I know you. Like, there's a part of you that still, it still could happen. I see you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm hopeful. But like, I... <laughs> I'm going to put that on repeat. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful. But at the same time, it's like, I'm more hopeful that they they do something with this Dante character to make it all mean something. Yeah, you know, I think it's I genius. To, by the way, yeah, like how? No, I think it is. How far we're talking about it? Managed expectations. Yeah, exactly. Like they've destroyed our expectations of what to expect from. Right. This was not what I was anticipating from this episode. I did not <laughs> yeah. expect this. I did not expect to spend most of my time rewatching the last twelve minutes of an episode. 
to kind of like really understand what the hell was going on. Because some things are going to have to come to some sort of resolution before we go off to the hiatus. Or not. I mean, and that's the thing. We we all, I think we all kind of expected it to something to be resolved, but it just feels like we're just cracking the can open even further and be like, oh, there's more to this. This is a big tall boy of a beer that this, that is this season so far, you know, like. But I think that there'll be some resolution in the sense of like, not that a storyline is concluded, but I think that will, there there will be some sort of like transition setting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and we'll pick up on it when we get back or whatever. Like, I don't think that we'll just kind of like keep afloat. It's like something will happen to sort of set the stage for where we pick up. Yeah. That is not a very comfortable place to be in though, to be honest. No. Although if that, if it means that, I feel like the story is already pretty complex, right? Like we're mm-hmm. barely able to keep the threads uh, managed. Like what what's been going on with Michonne this whole time, you know? And clearly she's at Oceanside now, and we haven't seen her in several episodes. Right. Um, and we have seen the scene in the trailer where it shows her <laughs> shoving off from a tropically kind of shore, and so the next episode Looks is coming like Oceanside. up. Yeah, it's, it probably is Oceanside. Yeah, probably. So, and so one of the things that that was said was that she would never leave her daughter behind or her daughter and son behind and so i'm thinking to myself okay well one out of two ain't bad like judith may end up going with her to wherever it is that mm-hmm. she's going to go a lot of people were saying also that like oh they it, you know now that stephanie's there they they have to rick has to be on the radio and then they go off again i'm like no it doesn't have to be that way it, it does not like, I, I have a hard time believing that Judith is going to go off with Michonne only only because, I mean, has, there, has anybody said that Kaylee Fleming is leaving the show? I mean, we all know Mich- we all know Denai Guerrero is leaving. Like, that's been announced. Right. Mm-hmm. But nobody said anything about Kaylee Fleming. Is that by design or is she not? I, yeah. That's a huge question. I, That'd be heartbreaking. I mean, she just she just joined the cast. That'd be so sad to lose her already. I would can't say anything. <laughs> I mean, I really she can't. She could take RJ with her because I mean, he's not that big of a role. Honestly, his presence wouldn't be missed. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm recalling that child bullying clip. <laughs> I know, right? Every time I know, I get nervous every time we start talking. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm saying she could, I mean, RJ does it. I mean, we don't see him every single episode. He barely has lines. Like that's a character that you could, that she could, that we could get rid of. Yes. No matter what I, no matter what I say, it's coming up It's child bullying. You know what I'm trying to say though. We could lose that character. Recast you mean? Or? No, I mean, Michonne could take off with RJ someplace and we're not going to be like, where's RJ been? Like Judith has an active role. She interacts with all the cast. Like, if Judith were gone, it would be much more felt than if Bard were gone. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. 100%. Uh, yeah, I can't. I really don't know. That would be, yeah. or maybe she just stays at Oceanside and says, "Like, ah, mom, you can go out to see getting that fish that you need, or something." <laughs> right? <laughs> Called <Yeah>. Rick Grimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, yeah, the bra- you can get that brave fish you were talking about. I don't know what that the means. Brave fish. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just fish I, I would be sad. <laughs> I prepared myself for Denai Guerrero leaving. That I'm, I'm made peace with that. I'm good. Right. But Kaylee Fleming, that would, that would come as a shock and not a very good one <laughs> yeah well especially like it makes sense if you're talking about some sort of time jump i don't know maybe or like maybe- for her leaving if there's a time jump yeah or unless she's she's like physically growing up just as fast as we need her to to take on this role 
Oh, that's true too. If there's a time jump and obviously yeah. Kaylee's not at the appropriate age to play, say a 15 year old or whatever the time right. is. But then again, you then never yeah. know. So maybe they're trying to play it safe yeah. and not really say anything about it. That's what I think really. Because I, I, I really think they're trying to play it safe to see how, like instead of saying automatically assuming Carl was going to be, you know, Chandler Riggs is going to be on the next season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're playing it safe with Kaylee and being like, okay, let's just see how she grows up. Because <laughs> they do grow up quite fast fast as as we have seen with chandler so Mm -hmm. you never know and girls grow grow they they sprout up faster than boys too so yeah i mean kaylee could go through a growth spurt and play a character older than her actual age and pull it off i think yeah more than anything pull it off yeah yeah the only thing that i did want to mention was how the whisper referred to carol in the cell holy fucking shit dude (laughs) i was so i was so glad when she went ham when he said that shit i was like she puts her ring on exactly she was like let me adjust there's a bunch of things right that you can look at let me adjust this right here i was like you have my full permission to beat the living shit out of this guy but uh, the only other the only other thing I wanted to see, and now and we know, okay, we know that Daryl has grown and he has matured and he doesn't fly off the handle like he used to. So I didn't expect him to like you know jump on this guy and start whooping his ass. But I did kind of want to see him sort of like step forward. Like, what did right. you just say to her? Right, and like right. it was more like nothing. And I'm like, oh man, yeah. are you disappointed uh, by that? Is that what you're saying? I was. Yeah, I'm just. I was disappointed in Daryl's reaction. I'm yes. not at mm-hmm. all. But you know I why? Was. Because he knows that she can handle her shit yes but i still wanted to see some sort of like shock on his face like how yeah, dare like, like, yeah because that was pretty extreme dude no. that, it was i was very like blank. i'm into yeah, it he I, i'll tell you why i'm into it threatened to are her i don't like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I see that's yeah. the thing that's what yeah. i kind of like about what daryl's reaction is kind of like i don't care what Maybe he was say. shocked Maybe he was no shocked. i don't think he was shocked at all i think he was just kind of like okay you know, okay. You're just saying things. You're just trying to get it. Yeah. You know, you're just trying to oh. wind us up. I think I'm going to fall for that. You're the one in the cage. Mm. So that, that's how I took mm. his reaction. Maybe. I maybe. This is I Carol and Daryl in opposite roles. That that's the thing that's really. It is. Carol would normally be like a panther in a cage, being like, "Okay, keep it up." I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, maybe Daryl's now like so that. Well. Now Daryl's just right. getting information. He's just taking yeah. in the information. He's trying to yeah. get anything he can from this guy. That's the thing. I didn't. I didn't want a huge explosion or anything but i just i expected i know why i expected kind of i expected some <laughs> kind of reaction i mean listen daryl's point for my us. honor <laughs> it is I mean, just, is that though a little I, bit i don't know i Am guess I, I just both both times i watched it the his reaction just seemed very blank like like you said mm-hmm. like okay he's just, what else you got he's just, he's yeah. just trying to soak in anything that he can get from this moment that's what i think but the thing is like, See, i know there's a level for everybody that comes from this perspective that's like, but I love yeah. her. I will do anything for her. I am loyal I to have, her. She is Alpha. I, I mean, have. she's Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had a physical reaction to that I, line. That's like, I, had wanted, yes. I, was, I wanted to jump through the TV. That was and so I didn't. Yeah. Oh. I like you that. got the animal in you. Yeah, I was so disgusted and angry yeah. when I heard that. I was like, "Oh my god!" So when I saw what she was doing, I was like, 
thank God. I was like, and I don't I would care. take you like a bitch. Yeah, in here. Uh, that was wasn't saying. just a normal threat. It wasn't no, just like, a, oh, wait till I no. get out of here and what I'm going to do to like, this wasn't, this right. was beyond, this was yeah. beyond. But and, it wasn't a threat I, according. And like, if you took it, took him at his word, which there's no reason to not take a whisper at their word. They're like honest. They have, they feel what they feel at the moment in all yeah. its honesty. They have no sense of sarcasm or like trying to wind you up in a real way. They're like, I see the animal in you, like, it, which is kind of supposed to inform the audience. Oh, hey, audience, pay attention to what's going on here. She's going a little too far. No, nah, you know? nah, I no, disagree. No, no, disagree. Appropriate, yeah. completely appropriate. Yep. Because let me tell you something. No, like, because you, even you see what happens at the end point. of the episode. Yeah, in that moment. But no, in no, that no. point, right there, in that moment, she acted appropriately. Like, I mean, I disagree. I I disagree wholeheartedly. So but how would you? Re- so how should she have reacted to that sentiment? I mean, like for less, I would have adjusted my rent and beat the living shit out of that dude. That's so, the like, thing. You're you're yep. supposed you're supposed to be like the on top of your game, getting the information out of them. You're supposed you're supposed to be able to get as much as you can out of them, not lose your shit, or else you lose the track. You but lose she the track played game. good cop. She tried playing that route. He threw it in her face, literally, literally, basically. <laughs> Then at that point, it's like, okay, I tried going that route. So now we're going to try another route. I mean, yep. like she's, she's trying this for different options and different ways to get this information. And she tried to go the next way first, but you know, the killing with kindness didn't work. So I mean, yeah, but like that, that only sh- showed to prove that like, okay, a couple of things. One, that torture really doesn't work. And especially number two with the whispers, they're just too devoted. They'll just sink further into their love for alpha. Yeah. And that's why that was that's why Daryl's kind of like wait 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 let me just get all this information because and then like maybe he did get more information from the way Carol was kind of le- you know lay into him it's like okay wait wait I'm, I'm this is not going to work or maybe I have to go even further and do the fingers thing and the ears thing yeah. and, or maybe maybe that was even him just trying to see how far like this guy was going to talk too like if I go further if I pr- at least pretend to go further like let's see what he's going to say as a result and then it then it did end up yielding what we needed to hear at the moment she killed her only daughter (laughs) and so she that's how far she would go for us that's how much she loves us and then he looks at carol and he's like "Uh uh-huh see that's the way to do (laughs) but actually so the only thing i really wanted to say like aside from the line which is awesome like the bitch and heat line was intense um, the ring in her pocket, like she has, she still has Zeke's. Is it is Zeke's? Is the ring? That's what that's I assumed. That's what I. Yep, yeah, I thought that was interesting, I, and I assumed it was. Yeah. Contrastly, the only thing she uses it for is, is to inflict violence, <laughs> but it also does tell you that maybe there is a part of her that that does this for not only herself but for Zeke. Like maybe she mm. can't feel like she can go home to him or come to him until this is done. Perhaps. And that's because I identify with that. Like on a personal level, I do know many people and I know many guys and maybe you guys are familiar with this a little bit. The guy that doesn't propose because he feels like he's not in the right financial situation. Like, oh, I'm just not there yet. I want to be there. And when I am there, I'll propose. I promise you. Oh, every guy. Right. (laughs) <laughs> this is kind of the same principle. Like, I cannot come back to you. I cannot allow myself to be with you until this is done, and then maybe we can grieve together or something. <sighs> that little piece. I'd always suspected that that was part of what was going on with her bent. Like, her, her just beeline to kill Alpha. And y- you never saw that. At, y- I mean, you could make arguments from the last episode, but this episode, she was just 
one track. Like, it was just about getting it done. Okay, oh, okay, council stopped me. Okay, I'll go to Lydia. I'll kidnap her, literally. And then I'll go to, I'll go to Whisperitarian and just, and just, just like, like a little cupie doll. I'll just show her to every whisper I can get. Good it's Lydia. It's Lydia. Up. It's like a virus. Go. <laughs> Yeah. Good thing she showed up and saved Aaron's ass, but yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the way that shook out actually bore fruit, right? But 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 then you lose Lydia. That's the problem now, and she's completely unprotected. So I don't know, and we don't, we just don't know what's going to happen now. It's yeah. really confusing. I think she'll come back. I mean, she's really only mad at Carol, not everybody else. Yeah. Like, yeah, Andrea is still at her home. Yeah, yeah, I, I would now. agree with that, Henry. Yeah, she, right, she's really only mad at mad at Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know when, yeah, well, yeah, and Alpha, yeah. Yeah, who can tell? My mom twists people, makes them do what she wants, makes them think that's what they want. Mm -hmm. Carol, also, you know, like like she she did to Daryl last episode and this episode, too. Yeah, I just, I don't, I I see similarities, but not exact. I mean, I would never, I would never put carol in the same category as alpha i mean carol's intentions are are different i mean she she has good intentions alpha's just out for power you know is she and carol is being manipulative but i don't think she's aware of it all the time i think she knew exactly what she was doing with lydia which is why this is the first time i was upset with her this episode but i don't i don't know i just think think carol's on a one-track mind and no one's gonna tip her off did you see? So did you notice clean. that? Did you notice that there there was like a little bit of a of a twinkle, like this weird twinge in her eye when she saw that the whisperer was actually enjoying the food? I almost mm-hmm. saw her get a little emotional. Mm-hmm. She almost pitied him for a second, right? Because she thought it was really like these poor people have never eaten good food. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, not in a long time anyway, because right. they're yeah. adults. Obviously, they remember before, but. You know, it's been that long since they've had good food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even also like the kind of relief and like, okay, maybe this can go another way. Maybe Lydia's right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, okay, kind of takes you back to the road when she's pleading with the saviors, right? Like, don't do this. I don't want to have to kill you. I don't want to have to kill mm-hmm. you. Yeah. When she yeah. saw that in the whisper, it was relief for her too. Like, oh, thank mm-hmm. God, I I don't have to torture someone. <laughs> right, right. It's like Frodo maybe with the ring. Go another way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sam, you took the ring off my shoulders. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I put it better put it back on. Yeah. It's, a, it's a donut now. That's that's the, the one ring. It's just a big ass donut. Right. I just I see this poor woman going through so much torment and she doesn't know which way's up, which way's down, what day of the week it is. Like she's just so it's twisted just, up and it's alpha o'clock. That's that's, that's what yeah, it is. Pretty pretty much. That's why I like to kind of go back to what I said at the beginning of the episode. It's kind of like at what point and over how long a time, what does it take for somebody with good intentions to, to suddenly turn to suddenly break bad? Like how long mm-hmm. does it have to take? And you know, that could be the lesson here is that like, okay, given enough time and enough twists and turns, because one of the one things that like, I know that I talked to Nisa too. Uh, and the one thing that I said was that like, you know, it's interesting where you see like, you can see make it, you can make arguments about Negan having good intentions, maybe even Alpha, like and all that stuff. And, and you, you just kind of have, have to go back to a point. It's like, well, how many bridges is, does she have to burn till at some point nobody takes her in, that everybody rejects her? Okay. Carol? To, to try to, yeah, Carol, exactly. Mm. To try Try to get to Alpha, burning, taking advantage of people, manipulating people, not telling people things. You know, where, when do people start giving up on you? When does your goodwill I, run out? 
I don't think it does. That's bullshit. I don't, at, in, at some in, point, a person has to protect their heart. At some point, in this in this situation, no, n- in this not situation, yet. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it would run out. And and I'm putting myself in Daryl's position, right? He's watching his best friend go through this torment. I, nothing she's doing is malicious. I mean, she's not doing it with malicious intent. She's on a mission. She has no, a, a clear objective. But at some point, yeah, at some point, you have to give up. You have to walk step away from that situation like even if they're not being malicious like they don't know that the harm they're, they're they're putting on it it's like have you ever had to like just break up with somebody just because they they're, they don't know that they're hurting you but they're hurting you and no matter how many times you tell them hey you're hurting me they don't understand that they're doing it so you just have to kind of go bye <laughs> like that you can't there's nothing you can do until they figure it out somewhere down the line yeah. and then by then it's usually too late I've never been in a situation like that. Yeah, I've been so in maybe a that's why. I, maybe that's why I don't. I, I've, I can't. I can't think of a situation where I've ever given up on anybody ever, oh, ever. Lucky you. <laughs> well, I and maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe it's a bad thing. But I will. I'll almost make excuses or you know somehow justify justify things. Especially and and this is going back to Carol specifically. Mm-hmm. If I saw one of my best friends going through the shit she's going through, there nothing would make me abandon her like i see the torment she's going through she needs me now more than ever and she's gonna continue to try to push me away and i'm gonna say screw you i'm here for you you can't push me away we're gonna i'm gonna get you through this and when you're out on the other side and your head's finally on straight you can look back and go whoa what the hell was i doing yeah but that's not what i'm seeing this episode no at all i would never ever abandon a friend in a mental state like this absolutely not I think she's unhinged and needs people more than ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I'm just gonna have to disagree with you on that one. Only, well, I mean, not necessarily, but like from what I'm seeing in this episode, I'm seeing a Daryl that is setting the double capper down. Mm-hmm. You know, taking full inventory of his scars, sitting down on the thing, looking at the double capper, and going, "What the fuck do I do?" Like, mm-hmm. I know, I recognize full well that he cares for her, hundred percent. That's not in question at all. But at what point does he have to finally go against her? Against <laughs> what she's saying because you can only you know goodwill runs out it does run out and at some point she's going to hurt somebody and, oh yeah and i mean there, saying. you're saying you're saying at what point is he gonna finally say something and like intervene you don't mean like abandon her and he like, is saying things you, you're crazy no he's, he is but he's, he's literally he, saying things he couldn't he he could amp it up a little like right now he's just sort of like are you sure are we eh? no no he's he, he's, he could he's amp done. it up a little bit more i guess i i guess maybe i misunderstood what you were saying you're not talking about like cutting ties with a friend because they're because they're making bad choices like am... you're, you're saying finally step up and like say something like it's like that meme with the dog in the room where it's on fire and he goes this is fine you know like that's literally <laughs> yeah. what could happen what could happen yeah. i'm not saying we're we're kind of there now like because she like right now you're talking about kidnapping you're talking about yeah. under daryl's like specific like hey don't do this she's damaged goods you should know better i'm also damaged goods we're a reflection of each other lydia and i you mm-hmm. know you don't want to do this to somebody who's been abused and then because then you turn into the abuser and who was the abuser in the alpha lydia situation alpha was, it was alpha the mother figure you turn your turn you could be seen you could be seen just as bad as as alpha if you keep doing this and literally blows past steals her anyway and i'm saying like maybe that's not a reason to give up on her i'm not saying that just yet but i'm saying like how many times does that have to happen for him to give up on her that's no i i no i think i get what you're 
saying, but for me, I'm not saying not yet. I'm saying not yet. Yeah. But but if she if she keeps doing this, and like and he's she's just like to Daryl's like objections. It's like well, well, when do you cut? When do you cut her off? I would I would get to the point where I would take Carol and probably put her in the cell and and lock her up and say. You need a timeout for your own good. Okay, and she gets out and does the same thing again. I'm not saying you kill her. I'm just saying, like, just, you don't, you know, you gotta cut her off, like, from your life. Well, what does that mean? Like, kick her out of the community? What do you mean by cut her off? Like, there's more to it. (laughs) No, no, you're right. You're right. I guess what it, what, I guess if you're putting that much, I guess keep her in the cell forever. I mean, if you're putting. Well, till, yeah, till she's cooled, cooled up. Like, you need a timeout, girl. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm even thinking, like, okay, if she gets someone killed as a Mm -hmm. result of her actions, like, like, what if Lydia dies right now? Mm -hmm. She's responsible. Yeah. for that mm-hmm. like i know that lydia just popped her in the face <laughs> and aaron saw it <laughs> but like at the same time aaron doesn't know the context and right i'm not even sure carol will even explain it like or oh literally it. yeah literally this woman kidnapped me and is was gonna use me as bait for my own mother you know like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Like, we're not necessarily even disagreeing. It's just a matter of degree and time. That's that's all it really is. Like, do yeah. you or do you not? And when do you stop? For okay. the benefit of your friend. For you the benefit of step. your community and you for you and, f- and for your mental health, too. Like, okay, yeah. how, how, because he's looking at the double capper not because, I mean, not because he doesn't love her. He does, but he's really disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how he's willing to treat this girl who lost somebody that she loved. Who, who left her family because she was being abused. Yeah, and then you're going to use her as a pawn. Wow. Yeah. I think it's about time. Because <laughs> I, I think I think we said all that we, we really can say about the situation. Because we're still kind of like at a question mark when it comes to Dante. We're still at a question mark when it comes to Sadiq Big in some time. ways. Big like, time. What did happen in this community to lead up to this right. sickness and this problem? Which is great. Again, I want to reiterate, this is awesome. The fact that I don't know something is great. Because <laughs> then... As things unfold, it's like who did you, who done it? You know, it's like yeah. it's like the betting pool is open, and all sides being almost equal. Who who where? What's the culprit? Who what's going on? Who's pulling the strings? Next week on Squawking Dead. <laughs> In the meantime, yeah. give this thing a fucking like, <laughs> give this thing a fucking comment, and rate us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. And yes. uh, if you really want to support us, and like that thing is no joke. If you rate us on rate us on Stitcher and and uh, and Apple Podcasts, that would be a big deal for us. But if you want to take that big deal further, uh, head over to ko-fi.com slash squawking dead or hit the handy dandy button on squawkingdead.com and lend us some support. You don't have to subscribe to a monthly coffee. It would really help if you did. But just a one-time coffee buy will get you 30 days of access to behind-the-scenes content, basically, of this episode. Anything that I've edited out, anything before and after we... we uh we uh, edit out the podcast, you know, that's all available to you. All the screen sharing that we do before and after the show of, of different <laughs> memes and tweets. Um, right. yeah, I, just saw, I just saw Good another Twitter. I'm on Twitter and I just saw another hilarious gift that's like, anyone else think maybe it's not such a great idea for Carl to take another kid like Lydia in? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'll take her. And it's like, holy, okay. Um, Everybody's like, no! Side eye. Carol, Carol doesn't have a very good track record with children. Mm. Don't let Carol watch the kids! You just uh, like, add another person on the front of that uh, home ec so, book. Oh, God. Right? No kidding. Oh, God. So just, just so I understand, too. So if someone buy, pay, does the, uh, the one-time coffee subscription, the $3 one-time for a month, they still get 
basically four shows for that month, right? Yeah, you get thirty days worth of content just from so one coffee bite. That's freaking awesome! So three dollars, three dollars, and you get four episodes. That's less yeah. than a dollar episode. And if we do more than one episode, but, you get everything. You get yeah. take everything. No, I don't know if you get access to like um, posts that have been made beyond thirty days. You know, at least for the next thirty days, you get posts. I I really uh-huh. don't know, but I do know that you get thirty days worth of access to all those links. That's awesome. So yeah, it's it's just too good a deal to pass up and it's kind of like it really it, is and it kind of engenders people like if you really do if you if you're listening to the show and you really like it just throw us three dollars anyway and you'll get access to this other stuff we'll be doing more during the break for sure there's going to be interviews that you will get access to interview i know interviews that that we did at walker stalker we have the special that we actually filmed you remember that the the kind of our walker stalker experience episode that oh we yeah have, that we're gonna, we we're didn't gonna hear it. that yet uh-huh. yeah we're gonna air that during the break <laughs> oh sweet yeah and i'm gonna split it up in pieces definitely it's just too much to digest up front so with that everybody we will be seeing you next week uh yeah, for the mid-season finale. So until yeah. then, I know, isn't that scary? And then we won't have any episodes until next year. February, yeah. But rest assured, we will have content for you during the break. Oh, get ton of content. So get ready. Uh, we're not done with you just yet. So stay tuned every week on this dial. This the dog. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.